the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Then down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a match, yeah. But at night, it's a different world. Go out and find a girl. Come on, come on and dance all night. Despite the heat, it'll be all right. And babe, don't you know it's a pity the days can't be like the nights in the summer, in the city, in the summer. Yeah. So it's hot out. <laughs> That's the message. Hello, Nick DiGilio here on 720 WGN. Uh, we're live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories of, of a beautiful and uh, very, very warm downtown Chicago. Uh, here till 4 o'clock. Um, uh, Marnie Schur is going to join us from thetakeout.com, um, a great food website. and we got a lot of food stories to talk about. And uh, Vince Carone is going to join us. He's a comedian. And uh, the, the reason why he's going to join us is because live comedy is resuming at Zany's in uh, downtown Chicago. And he's going to be the first comedian to uh, to um, do live comedy um, uh, you know, during the pandemic and now that uh, Zany's has reopened. And, of course, there are you know health and safety rules and uh, restrictions that we will go through. Um, but yeah, Vince is a very funny guy. Uh, he's, he, he's a Chicago based comedian and he's, uh, he's played every gig you can possibly imagine, but, uh, it's pretty cool that he's going to be the first guy to, uh, to perform at, uh, at the reopened Zanies and it's going to be on Friday night at nine o'clock and it's the Zanies on Wells in uh, downtown Chicago in old town. So Vince will, Vince will join us and, and talk about comedy and uh, what it's going to be like to actually, and we've got all these rules that have to be remained in place, you know? Um, so and we'll talk to Vince coming up a little bit later on. Also, um, we are going to talk about a woman who reveals that she washes her fruit and veggies in a dishwasher. And that's going to get us, um, back into talking about life hacks and weird tricks and stuff that you use at home. Um, and then some intentionally stupid life hacks as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we always play uh, some uh, Johnny Carson, classic Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Antenna TV, and we like to play back some comedy. Um, and uh, we're going we're gonna to play back uh, Johnny as Walter, as Walter Cronkite. So, And it, is, uh, it will be Wednesday, on Wednesday morning at 3.30. Every Wednesday morning we play a little round of Know Your Onion. That's uh, where Tom, uh, we get two contestants on. Each one plays a full round. Tom throws a news headline at you, and you have to decide whether it's real or it's from the satirical newspaper, The Onion. Um, so, uh, it's it's a the news is very weird right now, as we all know, and sometimes it's it's very difficult to tell whether it's real or it's from The Onion. So, three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is our number in the Team Hawkbird phone line, and we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you, so you should call us three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. All right, right out of the gate, we want to talk about this the the how how hot it's going to be this week and how hot it's been. Um, we heard the the weather forecast from Demetrius, and um, it's going to be a hot it's going to be a hot one all week. Uh, we'll get a little relief on the weekend, but this week is going to be hot. Um, so what are you doing to keep cool? Are you a hot weather person? Because I know a lot of people love hot weather. I am not. I am the absolute opposite of that i can't stand hot weather um and how are you handling it with or without ac um 
you know, I, I just have a window unit in my bedroom, so my apartment is steaming. And I have a sweaty toilet tank, which has been just a treat. Just a treat. I'm so glad it's going to be humid all week, just so my I can keep more towels underneath my sweaty toilet tank. <laughs> I know there are bigger problems in the world, but it's a real pain in the butt to have a sweaty toilet tank. I was in that band in college, sweaty toilet tank. So, uh, how are you getting through this? 312-981-7200. Tom, you got AC, right? I do. This is uh, I've first place I've lived outside of my own home. Is it central it, air? Central air. Oh, God bless you. I know. I, that was a, uh, a sticking point for me, because my first apartment... Here in the city, when I was in college, no AC. Um, it was pretty pretty sizable apartment, three bedroom, three bathroom, up in Rogers Park. No AC. And what, what floor were you on? Third. Oh, yeah, top floor, top floor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was, and three dudes, three college age oh, dudes. Oh God. Which, as you might imagine, gets a little uh, yeah. musty. No, oh yeah, gets a little musty. Musty. That's a kind word for what it was, probably. <laughs> yeah, the smell of uh, sweaty man and empty pizza boxes kind of right. sank into the furniture. Warm beer. Yeah, stale beer, all that good stuff. Uh huh. But we were we were the kings of the fan fort. Oh sure. You gotta you gotta per- set up a perimeter. Mm-hmm. Get like four fans in your in your living room and uh just have them going full on our electricity bill was through the roof as you might imagine yeah but we needed it we needed oh, no, it you know listen i don't have ac I, like i said i have a window unit in my bedroom so my bedroom is fine my bedroom is cool but um you know i like to watch tv and stuff and i don't have a tv in my bedroom i have it in the living room you know so um i got two ceiling fans going i got one in the living room one in the kitchen and they're going full blast. The kitchen is like right next to the living room anyway. It's right there. And uh, and then I've got uh, two floor fans that are going. Uh, it's warm, real warm in my apartment, but at least the air is circulating. And I live on the second floor, and heat, as you know, rises. My parents live in a garden apartment, and they have two air conditioners. <laughs> so it's the ice box, basically. It is, exactly, yeah. Have you ever gotten to the point where you've had to sleep with a fan in your bed, like just right right Not, next to you? No, I mean I have a fan, I have a fan at the foot of my bed every day, okay, e- every night, and it, it's on year round, winter. What doesn't it doesn't matter what uh, you know what season it is. Um, I like the sound, you know what I mean, and I, I like the air you know blowing on me. Um, and I know a lot of people who sleep with fans. A lot of people. I mean, it's it's funny because you know on this overnight shift. You know, you get to know your listeners really well, and uh, every time I mention, it's 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 amazing to me the amount of people that sleep with a fan on all year round. I will say this: it drove my exes nuts because I would have to have a, you know I would put a small fan down at the end of the bed, and they'd be like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> Is there anything worse than having to share a bed with someone who? operates at a different temperature than you do um well i'll tell you what's worse i'll tell you what's worse sharing a bed uh with a snooze button uh addict when you're not when you (laughs) when you when you're not a snooze button person yeah just get just get up get up (laughs) i'm not kidding i had two x's 
who would hit the snooze button at least seven times in the morning, and I'd be like, come on, man. Because I'm not a snooze button person at all. Like, if my alarm goes, I've used my phone now. But if my alarm goes off, I do not hit snooze. I get up. You're out of bed. Exactly. So, so what are you doing to get through the heat? You got some heat-related stories here. Uh, splash pads, cooling centers are opening, opening up. The beaches are going to remain closed, but there are going to be places to cool off. Uh, long hot lines at uh, the reopened Secretary of State offices. And then we've got some tips on how to stay cool without air conditioning. And uh, what are you doing? What are you doing to get through the heat? If you don't have air conditioning, how are you handling it? Uh, are you a hot weather person? We would love to hear from you at 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. Also, we've got uh, um, some of the top heat wave songs, like rock songs that you can listen to during the heat wave. So we'll get through this. Got to get to the weekend. We'll get down to the mid-80s or low-80s by the weekend. Just the next few days, it's going to be hot and uncomfortable. So how are you going to get through it? 312-981-7200. And I know, there are some, you know, I know there are some of you out there that are hot weather people and love this. I know people who love this kind of weather, um, which I just don't. I just have no comprehension of that. So, uh, yeah, our phone lines are open. Uh, let's talk about the heat. How are you going to get through it? Do you like this kind of weather? We'll get through this together. See the curtains hanging in the window In the evening on a Friday night Little light is shining through the window let me know everything's alright Summer breeze Makes me feel fine Yeah, man Seals and Crofts How about that? Hey, it's Nick DeGilio on uh, WGN I'm here till 4 o'clock Marnie Shore is going to join us to talk about food uh, from the takeout.com. And then Vince Carone is going to join us, stand up comedian, very funny guy. And he is reopening Zanies. He's going to be the first comedian to do uh, live comedy uh, as Zanies uh, reopens uh, for the, you know, during the pandemic. But there are rules. We'll tell you all about the restrictions and the rules that have to be followed um, uh, in, in the club. So it's going to be a little bit different, but, um, but still a unique experience. He's also just a very funny guy. So obviously we've got some hot weather here, um, and it's going to be hot for for a, about a week, uh, a little bit less than a week. But and it's going to be very hot, um, you know, like mid to upper nineties, with the uh, heat indices just soaring. So how do you get through it? Um, how are you getting through this heat? If you don't have air conditioning, how are you doing it? Are you a hot weather person? Um, well, we want to hear from you. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. So um, Chicago's already logged 14 days of 90-degree weather, and there's more hot weather on the way. By 3.15 Tuesday, temperatures at O'Hare hit 96 degrees, and a high of 95 is expected on Wednesday and Thursday. Now, Chicago beaches are still closed, leaving residents for searching ways to beat the heat. City health officials say it's nearly impossible to enforce social distancing at beaches, and open beaches have been linked to rising coronavirus cases in other states. We want people out enjoying the lakefront. It is one of the jewels of Chicago, but we want to do it as safe and as way as as we can. 
And that's from uh, Chicago Health uh, Commissioner Dr. Uh, Allison Ar- Arwitty. Uh, she also said it's a matter of keeping people safe from COVID-19. Beaches have definitely been a place where the COVID uh, spreads. We've seen a lot of places that have opened them, turn around, and often have to close them again. But due to the expected extreme heat, the city has decided to open its splash parks from Tuesday through Friday. So the splash parks are going to be open. Park district employees will monitor the splash pads to ensure social distancing is being observed. Uh, home pools are another popular option. So so popular that stores like the Great Escape can't keep up with the demand. Uh, people are obviously cooped up. They want things for their family and their and the weather and uh, and outdoor furniture. People want something that they can do at home but outside. Many people take uh, finding relief from the sweltering heat into their own hands and open fire hydrants, but the Chicago Fire Department cautions that that can be dangerous for many reasons. Um, you know, that used to be a huge thing years ago. People cracking open the fire hydrants. It happened all the time. Um, you know, and kids playing in the fire hydrant, uh, in the in the water, as it's shooting out of the fire hydrant. Do you just use a crowbar? Or how do you how do you crack one of uh, those bad boys? I open? think you use yeah. I mean, it's like a like a, a giant wrench or something. Mm. And uh, but I'll tell you, I mean, I don't see it very often now. No, but, I think people might have learned a little bit. That, yeah, that could be but, a waste of water. <laughs> but back in the seventies, man, back in the seventies and the early eighties, forget it. That was. I mean, that's the image. That's the image of summer, you know? Yeah. You crack open the fire hydrant, things blast and water. do the right thing, too. Yeah. Do the right thing, because, of course, do the right thing takes place on the hottest day of the year. And they have a fire hydrant scene in that. So. Um, if they should malfunction and we can't shut them off, that's an issue, as well as kids playing in hydrants. Drivers may not see that kid running through the water, which is true, said Chief Walter Schroeder. Even staying in the shade while outdoors is preferred option, or making the outdoors uh, for making the outdoors a lot cooler. So three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. How are you handling this uh, this weather? Are you a hot weather person, and how are you getting through it? Here's Beth on WGN. Hi, Beth. Hi, Nick. Missed you so much. I'm sorry. I was out of town. I, I missed you so much. I was out of town for a while. Oh, okay. As soon as I heard your voice, I felt like I was home. Oh, that's very nice, Beth. Thank you very much. How are you dealing with the okay, heat? So the, well, I wanted to tell you where I was stuck in Burlington, Iowa, because a deer jumped on my 4 by 4 My memory. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on, hold, hold on a second. A deer jumped uh, on I'm your 4 by 4 up. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you <laughs> go ahead. Wait, you said a deer jumped on your 4 by 4 You can't just say that and not explain how it happened. <laughs> well, I thought Tom passed you a note. I didn't know I was going to have to do the backstory. Uh, Tom doesn't. Yeah. Tom. Tom doesn't pass me notes, Beth. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck behind a glass wall. Yeah, we're in a different room. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. So what happened? Um, uh, well, I went to visit my. 33-and-third-year-old son, you know, the one that had the bats go out of the belfry that one time? <laughs> well, he's got his own apartment. It's a mattress, it's a chair, and it's a TV and an Xbox. Okay. So we brought him a grill so he could be a grown you-know-what man and try to meet the people in the complex, which looks like a bad episode of Melrose Place. 
Uh huh. Are we gonna get and to we the were, Are we gonna get to the deer story anytime soon, Beth? We were wearing Hawaiian shirts that match. How married is that? Yeah, no. He glanced at me. The sunset was in the rear view, and boom. I was like, boom, just boom. Okay. He fills up his he up his little coffee thermos to fill the radiator to get back to Will's house. We were only ten miles over the Mississippi Bridge. Okay. I had to pull the white card. Um, he literally thought he was going to make it back to Chicago. Uh-huh. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I have no anyway, idea what's happening right now, Beth. I have, I have absolutely I no clue what's happening. The last time I remember being out in the heat. All right. In the same town, we took the boys when they were young. The last memory I have of being out in the sun and loving it was when I found a water park with the lazy river. <laughs> Uh-huh. Me and a bottle of Mike's just floating around while he to take care of the boys. All right. Okay, Beth, thank you for the call. I love you guys. Okay, Bye. thank you, Beth. Bye. What was that? I mean, I love Beth, but what was... What, 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 where? There, we went from deers to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like the Lazy River, though. I, I, I did a little bit of that this weekend to beat beat the heat. Yeah. You know, running down a river. So I think that's, if you can find a river to be in, there's your tip. There's your tip from Beth. Yeah, there's get, your tip get from the Beth. And, and there was a tip buried underneath all that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that the, the whole deer situation seemed yeah, to have sorted. Yeah, and it was just an aside, too. Yeah, deer jumped on my 4x4, four four and I'm like, wait, well, what? Let's back it up there. <sighs> That's not a way to beat the heat. Don't get hit oh, by a deer. Man, oh man! All right. Well, first call of the night, Tom. <laughs> uh, how are you dealing with the heat? We would love to hear from you. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. God, I love my listeners. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred, and um, we're talking about how you're dealing with the heat. It's going to be a hot week. Everybody, stay cool. Be safe. Hydrate. Drink water. Drink lots and lots of water. I go through a ton of water um, when I'm sitting in my in my living room uh, trying to beat the heat. That's the first thing right there. Stay hydrated. You got to drink your water. So, all right, uh, let's hear from you at 312-981-7200. How are you dealing with this heat? Um, how are you going to deal with it? Are you a hot weather person? Uh, and all that cool stuff. 312-981-7200. Nick DeGilio and WGN. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN, and we are live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories above beautiful downtown Chicago, here till 4 o'clock. Coming up, uh, Marnie Shore is going to join us. She's with thetakeout.com, which is a really, really great um, food website. They cover all kinds of great stuff on there. Uh, And Vince Carone is going to join us a little bit later on. He's a Chicago-based comedian. He is going to be the first comedian to uh, perform live comedy um, 
at Zany's on Wells um, for the first time in months. Um, and we'll tell you about the rules and the restrictions for social distancing and all the other things that we need to do uh, during this time. But he's going to be the first comedian to open up Zany's. Um, so uh, we're talking about the the heat wave, obviously. I mean, that's kind of the top thing that everybody's uh, thinking about right now. We get them here, you know, every year, in, usually in July or August. Obviously, we get the we get that string of days that are in the nineties and humid and not pleasant, and uh, we have to deal with it somehow. Um, so that's uh, that's the question: How are you dealing with this heat wave? And are it, but some people love it, and if you're one of those hot weather people, we would love to talk to you. It's three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. I also have some tips on how to stay cool without air conditioning, and we have some of the uh, great heat wave rock songs that you can listen to. I'll give you an example. Hotter Than Hell by Kiss. Um, if culture survives this uh, hot calamity um, and you're reading this in the future, trust us, it's been hot. Hotter Than Hell, you could say, which is exactly what Kiss does here with the title track of their 1974 sophomore album. Of course, the heat shouldn't stop them from trying to hit on a married woman. I'm sure you didn't see her ring, Paul Stanley. That's the explanation for it. Is that what that song's about? That's what that, that song is about? Hitting on a married woman? I never knew. I was never really... A, I mean, I was a Kiss fanatic when I was a kid. But I guess I never really concentrated that much on the lyrics. So, all right, let's see. Here is uh, Danielle on WGN. Go ahead, Danielle. Oh, hi, Nick. Hi. I was really enjoying it. I thought you were going to name more songs. I am going to. I was actually excited. Oh, you are? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, no, I've just been, because I'm an adult now, but I'm also in school, I just, uh, I'm blessed to have air conditioning, mm-hmm. but I also really love the heat. I was born in November. Like, I'm a winter baby. Yeah. But because I'm from Chicago, I, I really do enjoy the four seasons. You know what I mean? I'm Italian, and it's nice to like be tan and not super pale. Everybody always thinks I'm Irish in the winter time because I get really pale, mm-hmm. and I hate that because I'm just like, but I'm Italian, you know. Uh, but basically, I've just been like focusing on school and like quote, you know, adult things like paying bills and laundry. But I did treat myself, and I went to an Irish pub and played a game of pool in Palatine tonight. Now I'm back home again to do homework, but. It's pretty exciting. Okay. And now I'm listening to you. Okay. But, uh, and, was, but you've got you've got you've got AC though, so you're you're good. Yes. No. I'm blessed. Yeah. Okay. So it's all good. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, Danielle. Thanks, Nick. Have a great night. Thanks. There, okay. There you go, Danielle. She's got AC. She's good. She's good. I should just sleep here at the station. <laughs> uh, here's Big Ed. Hi, Ed. Hey, Nick. How you doing, buddy? All right. Go ahead, my friend. What do you got? All right. I got, well, myself, I hate the heat. I hate the sweat. I can handle cold weather, no problem. Mm-hmm. But the heat, forget it. Yeah, I'm with you, Ed. I, I, don't, I don't like either extreme. I hate when it's 40 below, and I hate when it's 90 above. Uh, but if I had to choose, I would take the cold weather easily over the hot weather. Every day. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want to tell you that you... Do you remember Hill Street Blues? Of course. Hill Street Blues, yeah. I love that show. You remember the uh, officer that was like the real curmudgeon, like kind of a bad, badass? 
You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Well, anyway, there was an episode where it was, like, stressfully hot. Everybody was, like, sweating like crazy. And he stopped into one of his, uh, I guess, one of the people he arrested. I don't know. Anyway, the guy said, we got a very weird connection with you, Ed. I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Because I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You're fading out. It's a very weird connection. So, Ed, I do want to hear your 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 remembrance remember your remember your remembrance of uh, uh, Hill Street Blues because I loved that show. I used to watch it all the time. Uh, but let's see. Here's Roseanne on WGN. Hi, Roseanne. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm all right. What's up? Well, I was going to tell you the story about my parents and. Uh their loss of AC, their central air went down, not this past Sunday, the Sunday before, and it was already in the 80s, you know. Yeah, yeah. And my mom and dad are 88, 88 and 91. Oh, man. So my dad's like, well, we can hack it. We're used to it, you know, blah, 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 about how this is how we used to live. We've never had AC, blah, 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 you know. And uh, so my brother had brought over this uh, window unit, and my dad was like, Forget it. It's not working. Just, you know, we'll be fine, you know, uh-huh. kind of thing. Right. And then, you know, the next day or that evening, I'm thinking about all of this, and I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot go with, you know, my parents possibly becoming dehydrated or having heat stroke or any of that, you know. Yeah, you got to worry, so, but you know what? You seriously have to worry about the elderly in situations like this. You have to. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And I could tell that my mom and dad were just, like, sweating buckets, you know, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, this is not good. So uh, my brother had suggested these portable units, and so just, you know, I'm like, okay, that's it. I got to go get these, and I was able to get them from Menards really easily, and we brought them over, got them installed, <laughs> you know, like within a few minutes, you could just see, like, the the drying, you know, they're drying now. They're yeah, not as sweaty. Yeah. And, you are know, they going to, so. uh, you know, Roseanne, are they going to be able to get their AC fixed, their central air fixed? Yeah, actually, my, yeah, uh, tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, so they, but they, all should be much better. So. Okay, all right. But you, but you did get some of those portable units in there, and, and they're so, so they're okay now? Yes. Oh, yes. that's good. This was uh, Thursday night. Yeah. That that's good, Roseanne. That's good, good, yeah. good, good. And and it's exactly. yeah. And and then they'll get their AC fixed uh, tomorrow, just in time for a ninety-six degree day. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you staying cool, Roseanne? Uh, just staying indoors a lot. I hate this weather too. Yeah. I like you, yeah. and you know, I think I've been having some dehydration issues myself because I just feel so tired. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to push the fluids more. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of so. Drink as much water. If you think you can't drink any more water, drink more. That's, that's, <laughs> exactly. seriously, that's, that's my, that's my suggestion. I'm glad your parents are okay, Roseanne. Thanks for the call, okay? Stay cool. Okay. Thanks, Nick. Okay, bye. Buddy. Take care. That's cool. You got to watch out for your, you know, her parents are 91 and 89, she said. Yeah, man. You got to check in on those people. You got to check in on the elderly during this, man. Make sure everybody's okay. You know, like I said, I'm lucky. You know, my folks are my my folks are in their seventies, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like I said, they live in a garden apartment, so they're below street level basically. They've got two air conditioners that are constantly blasting. 
Have you thought about going ice skating in their place? Maybe <laughs> yeah. just throw throw a gallon of water and it's just really. Do a little... I mean, I've I've been there during the summer. I mean, they keep the bedroom freezing cold. My dad hates it. Really? Oh yeah, my dad hates it. Oh, is your mom? Your mom likes to sleep cold. Oh like you. yeah, likes yeah. To sleep oh, cold. No, yeah. no, she's like me. She's <laughs> you, had like to, me. you had to get it from somewhere. Fan on her. My dad, not so much. He gets under the blankets and stuff. Yeah, probably going going to bed in like full flannel pajamas. <laughs> yeah, in at the beginning of July. Oh man! All right, here's Vern. He's calling all the way from Dallas, Texas. Hey, Vern. Nick, how are you? All right, what do you got, my friend? I was calling in Chicago for almost 50 years, and back in 2013, I had a transfer to Dallas, and I grew up in Wisconsin, first five, had no issue, but I'll tell you what, I was kind of happy to get to Chicago from the cold and go to the warm, but now that I'm warm, I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know which is for what's the What's going on in Dallas weather-wise right now? You guys got a heat wave going? Well, I mean, it's always warm in Dallas, obviously, but it's triple double. We're breaking up. I can't. I can't. I don't know. Is it? Is it this line? Because that was a. Is it the? Is it line number one? That's that's acting up. Um. So I don't know if it's on our side or that's Vern in Dallas. And I wanted to hear about that. I wanted to hear about the weather in Dallas and how they're dealing with it because it's always hot in uh, in. Uh, in uh, in Texas, um, we got some tips on how to stay cool without your air conditioning. And we also have some uh, heat wave songs, like "Hot Atlanta" by the Allman Brothers Band. Yeah, nineteen seventy one uh, album, uh, Fillmore East, live at the Fillmore East, one of the greatest live albums, uh, considered one of the greatest live albums of all time. Obviously, uh, Allman Brothers Band with "Hot Atlanta." How about Sammy Hagar's The Planet's on Fire, Burn in Hell? (laughs) Uh, Metallica, Jump into the Fire. It's on the 1983 debut, Kill 'em All. Um, Glenn Fry, The Heat is On. That was from Beverly Hills Cop, right? Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop 2, one of those, one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies. The Heat is On. Burning Up by Judas Priest. That's a good one. Um, Skies on Fire by ACDC. It's from their 2008 Black Ice album. Warning their listeners to pack up and head to higher ground. Skies on Fire, ACDC. I don't know that one. Hot Blooded by Foreigner. Classic. Check it and see. I got a fever of 103. Burn by Deep Purple. Great song. And then uh, they pick as your number one uh your number one heat related song for a heat wave, On Fire by Van Halen. <laughs> so you're sick about complaining about the weather now. If you can't beat the heat, you may as well uh enjoy join in. Uh, at least, apparently, that's Eddie Van Halen's motto as he does his best to watch the sun for energy output on this absolutely scorching guitar expedition from the band's 1978 debut. David Lee Roth's got his back and foolproof plan for the heat. Turn on your radios. I'll appear right there. Yes, I will. Turn me up real loud. Now I'm hanging 10, baby. <laughs> 
All right. All right. Um, we'll break here. We, how are you guys dealing with this? How are you guys dealing with the, with the heat wave? If you're a hot weather person, we'd love to hear from you, too. Our phone number is 312-981-7200. And uh, I've got some tips on how to stay cool without air conditioning. We'll give you some tips on how to do that. 312-981-7200. Nick DiGilio and WGN. Hello, Nick DiGilio here on 720 WGN. I hope you're staying cool, doing everything you can. Um, we got a heat wave going. It's going to be hot for the next uh, several days. So how are you dealing with that? If you don't have air conditioning, are you a hot weather person? 312-981-7200 is our number. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Okay, I got some tips on how to stay cool without uh, air conditioning. Um, Take a cold bath or shower. That makes sense. Taking a cold shower is probably more common, but there's something great about drawing a cool bath and lounging in your uh, own semi, uh, your private mini swimming pool conveniently located in your home. Start by getting your hair wet. You don't necessarily have to full-on wash it, but get your head cooled off first. You'll feel good if you're really hot. Uh, Don't be afraid to linger in the bath. You can even make an afternoon or evening out of it, bringing a beverage and a book with you and hanging out in the refreshing waters until you cool down. I haven't taken a bath in years. Baths are weird. I grew up. I grew up until I was 18. We didn't have a shower. Huh. I took baths, except except uh, in, in gym class in high school. Sure. But um, but at home, we just had a tub. You know, I never once had to shower in school for gym. Like that whole hit the showers thing, never once. Really? Never once had to shower. No. God, we showered every day. <laughs> every, yeah, day just... after, every day after gym, we showered. And I know a lot of a lot of high schools now either don't have gym or have it like once a week. Really? We, yeah, we had gym every day. Yeah, we had gym daily. Gym daily. Every day. Luther North. I went to high school at Luther North. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know things were different, maybe, because I went to high school between 1979 and 1983, so maybe things are different now. It was a while ago. That was, yes, it was. It was quite a while ago. Thanks for pointing that out. I did turn 55 yesterday, so... Uh, double dimes. Yeah. Or double nickels. Double nickels, double man. Nickels. What do you... <laughs> I'd be hundred. I'd be 1,010. Well, that's why I don't have a math degree. All right. Use peppermint soap or body scrub during your shower. If you want to uh, take your shower experience to a next level, you may want to invest in some peppermint products. You can't go wrong with Dr. Brommer's peppermint soap. Um, Another option is making your own body scrub from combining Epsom salt, coconut oil, and a few drops of peppermint oil. Slather it on and scrub. It'll leave you silky smooth and it'll give you the cool feeling of peppermint oil that lasts longer than the shower. Wow, okay. Little peppermint scrub. Drink lots of water. 
this is this is an obvious one. No one likes sitting around being hot and sweaty and gross. Uh, keep your body temperature down. And the most effective way to do that stuff for your body uh, is cooling foods and fluids. Way more effective than applying cold things to the exterior. We've talked about how much water you should really drink um, and busted some hydration uh, myths. So feel comfortable drinking as much water as you need to keep the heat at bay. The CDC says you should think of your body as an air conditioner. So keep your water bottles topped off with chilled water. And if you don't think you have time or you don't love the taste of water, there are plenty of ways to trick yourself into drinking more. Um, Mix up your frozen treats. Water isn't the only cold thing that you can stuff in your maw when things get a little too toasty. Crush some ice and make yourself a tasty slushy. They're actually proven to boost your endurance on super hot days, especially if you need to exercise or think you might have to go outdoors. Uh, if you're trying to get a little protein in your diet, you got protein-packed popsicles. There's a recipe that you can get. Try that. And uh, how about this one, Tom? You're familiar with this. Build a fan fortress. Build a fan fortress. You did that. Yeah. I, lo- I think building a fan fortress is my favorite way of doing it. It's the most fun. Yeah. You ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a fan fortress. I do have fans going at all times, though, mm-hmm. in the apartment. Um, does it, did, did, I wonder if this article gives you any advice on a sweaty toilet tank. <laughs> Bane of my existence right now is my sweaty toilet tank. Is it just humidity that causes It's that? the humidity, it's and humidity. I got a dehumidifier right right next to the toilet. And it, it helps a little bit, but, you know, I have to, like, put a towel down underneath the tank. I mean, the whole toilet actually kind of sweats, but it's just, it's from the humidity. Oh, I figured it was because it's working hard. And know? I closed and I closed the door to keep you know because the, the apartment's pretty humid as it is. It's mm. pretty. It's very warm and, and humid in my apartment. And so I closed the bathroom door to keep it, you know, a little bit you know cooler. Um. So yeah, I got to keep the door closed. I got a dehumidifier next to the toilet. I got towels on the floor because I have a sweaty toilet tank. <laughs> what chapter is that going to be in the memoir? I have no idea. Should we contact Tim uh, Tim Allen? Maybe he can help me out. Tim the Toolman Taylor? Yeah. Sure, give you a little home improvement. Oh, sure. Here's Donna on WGN. I should ask Lou, actually, just to come to, to come to think of it. I should ask Lou. Hi, Donna. Hi. Hi. Uh, Nick, you're probably making it worse by keeping your bathroom door closed. If you had it open, the humidity would probably disseminate into the rest of the place and wouldn't concentrate on your toilet. Oh, okay. I'll try that. But my my apartment, my entire apartment, except for my bed bedroom, is very hot and humid. Uh, the other thing I was uh, going to say for personal air conditioning is you take ice packs and you put them around your carotid arteries on your throat and put, wrap them uh, around your wrists on the inside of your wrist. Right. Yeah. The ri- the, 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 the ice on the wrist thing is a very good tip. A very, very good tip. Cools you off right away. Yeah, it does. It absolutely cools you The other thing is um, they have these things now. It's it's like a, a big lump that you buy that's uh, an internal air conditioner. You don't have to put it anywhere on a, on a window. 
you just plug it in, and you could have it in the middle of your your apartment, and mm-hmm. it actually sucks a lot of the humidity out and cools. Oh, okay. Those are great. That's great advice, Donna. Thank you very much. How are you dealing with the heat? I've got central air, and my <laughs> body temperature is about two degrees below everybody else's. Uh, well, you got it made. You sound happy, Donna. But the, the way you said that, I've got central air. You sounded so happy. Uh, having lived in Lincoln Park with one air conditioner in the the living room for almost my entire existence, uh, when I lived in and uh, worked in Lincoln Park, uh, in in this kind of weather, I moved the mattress out of the bedroom into the living room and plunk on the floor. I didn't care who saw it. I was going to stay cool and shut off all the other rooms in the yeah. house. Because it was intolerable. Yeah, no, it's it's nuts. It really is. It's uh, it's nuts. Okay, Donna, thanks for the tips and stay cool. Okay. You too, Nick. Okay. Take care. See ya. Thanks for the advice, Donna. So, um, yeah, I might have to try to concoct a little Mister Freeze suit, like Mis- with Donna's uh, Mister Freeze suit. What do you, you know, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mr. Freeze, just cover myself in uh, in ice packs. <laughs> uh huh. The ice. I missed. I mentioned this uh, earlier in the week. The ice cubes on the wrist thing. On your on the on the wrist, like right below your hand there, where those where their veins are there. You put ice on there, and if you've got a drunk in a bar who's passed out, wakes them right up. <laughs> It does. You put the put the okay. ice. I've done it. I've, I can't tell you the number of times I've done it, where guys are like really loaded or they passed out or something, and we've like uh, had to get them out of the bar. I remember one guy <laughs> passed out on the couch in the back of Simon's. We couldn't wake him. He, we could not wake him up. And uh, so someone went behind the bar, got some ice, put it on his wrist. He was up, got him up, and kicked him out. <laughs> so, um. All right. Stay cool here. Make sharp, make, make smart use of your fridge or freezer. Your next biggest ally in your fight against the heat is quietly running in your kitchen, your fridge and freezer. We're not saying you should open it up and keep it cool uh, and stand in front of it. That's not a good idea. Put it to good use while it's running. For example, make a little room inside for a couple of wet washcloths or maybe... Uh, a, a top sheet or a fitted sheet. Your body will thank you when uh, you go to bed at night. So that's good. Put some stuff in the fridge. Take it out. There you go. Of course, you can stick clothing items into the freezer, like underwear or that shirt you're going to wear tomorrow, for an extra burst of freshness when you get dressed. So stick some clothes in the freezer. Never thought of that. Underwear and shirts in the freezer? Genius. Wow. Here's Doc on WGN. Hey, Doc. Hey, man. Hey. Uh, here's a little tip. My wife likes to turn her nylons inside out. She says it cools her off to turn the hose on her feet. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. Two-thirds of a pun, P.U. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. Hey, I got a good hot hot song for you, Hot, Hot, Hot by David Johansson. Oh, sure, yeah. Buster Point, his, his, his Buster Point Dexter character. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay, Doc. Thanks, okay, buddy. Man. All right. Yeah. Leave it to Doc to uh leave it to Doc to come up with something like that. Turn the hose on your feet. Oh, oh come on, man. <laughs> All right. Here's Dave on WGN. Hi, Dave. 
Hey, guys, how you doing? Nick? Okay, what's up, um, buddy? F- funny story, um, you know, living in a condo, the, the blower motor's got three speeds on it. Uh, I'm always putting it on medium, and uh, my wife is always turning it on low and opening the door, windows, everything, right? This year, for the first time, <laughs> she's, put it on, she's putting it on high, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. So of course she's. Uh, I think she's approached approaching the, um, you know that that stage of a. a yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. And I'm like, oh, this is excellent. Oh, what good. Did nice. I do to deserve this. Nice timing on that. Uh, <laughs> nice timing on the menopause there. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, isn't it supposed to be the other way? I don't even say anything. I leave it on high. That's great. Okay, Dave. Anyway. Thanks, buddy. All right. Have a good one. Right. Have a good one, Nick. I'm sure Dave's wife is thrilled that he just said that on a 50,000 watt radio station. Yeah, everybody in everybody in Kansas now knows. It's a, hey, it's a beautiful stage of life. It is. Don't be ashamed. It is. All right. Uh, uh, Marnie Shore from the Takeout is going to join us after the news, which is now. Got that sad, sad feeling from a broken heart, feeling so close to the end. Then they love you tonight. Who is this? That'd be the Pure Prairie League. Oh, it is the Pure Prairie League. That's right. Yes, yes. All right. Let Pure me Prairie love League. you tonight. Yeah. Hey, coming up later on, uh, Vince Carone is going to join us. He is a comedian um, uh, right here from Chicago, and we're going to talk about comedy and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, the real cool thing is live performances at Zany's are going to uh, are going to start again. So there's a grand reopening on Friday night, and he's going to be the first comedian to perform live comedy at Zany's uh, on Wells, the one on Wells. It'll be Friday night at 9 o'clock. And there are uh, a lot of... Uh, restrictions and rules that are being applied that we all have to follow and uh but we're going to talk to vince about comedy and all kinds of fun stuff and how cool this event is going to be and getting back out there and uh slowly opening things up again and getting some live entertainment so um and uh 312-981-7200 um we're going to talk about about a woman who reveals that she washes fruit and veg in her dishwasher and that's a weird life hack what are some of the weird tricks that you do around the uh Around the house, and we also have some uh, intentionally stupid life hacks that are uh, that are coming up. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the phone number. We also have an, a, a, a know your onion coming up at three thirty, as we do every Wednesday at three thirty, and uh, and we also have uh, classic Johnny Carson, the Johnny Carson show you can see every night on Antenna TV. It's so great, and uh, we're going to hear Johnny as Walter Cronkite uh, a little bit later on. Uh, 312-981-7200. That's our phone number if you would like to join us. Marnie Schur, uh is with thetakeout.com, um, editor at, uh, at the, the, thetakeout.com, and um, it's a great website. It's a terrific website. Uh, everything food-related uh, is, is at thetakeout.com, and we always love having Marnie on the show. Hi, Marnie. Hi, Nick. How are you? Okay. How are you holding up with this uh, quarantine pandemic thing? Still so far so good. Thank goodness. How yeah. about yourself? Not bad. Not bad. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a it's sometimes it's a little uh, 
a little annoying, um, but we all have <laughs> to, to say we, the least. we all have to stay safe. That's the most important thing. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, well. Let's first tell tell me all about the takeout and the sure. Well, like you said, the takeout is all things food. Um, we cover news in the food industry. We uh, publish some great recipes. We have lists of tips and tricks for things like grocery shopping during a pandemic or um, how to make pate out of White Castle sliders. Uh, we, <laughs> we try everything and anything related to food, and um, people don't need to be foodies or cooks to be able to enjoy it. They yeah. can just love food, and that's all you need to, to be able to enjoy the takeout. It's a great, it's a great website. Wait, let's go back to this pate out of uh, sliders. Uh, <laughs> I got to hear details about that. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, you could read about it all on the site. But essentially, there was an old cookbook that someone found, like an old church community cookbook. And there was a recipe in it for White Castle pate. And the recipe really was you blend these sliders, you know, bun and all, Uh put them in a blender, you turn them into essentially a paste, uh, put it in a meatloaf pan, bake it, and... um, and serve it on crackers. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you think so because our writer did too. <laughs> yeah, no, that I mean, I would eat that up, man. I'd eat that all day. I happen to love sliders, Marnie. I'm a big fan of White Castle. Um, then I don't see how you could go wrong with no, it. No, I. You know what? And I also love that people stuff their turkey at Thanksgiving right. with sliders. I've never tried that, but I really need to. Yeah, no, I've never tried it either. Um, but uh, it sounds fantastic. Well, anything involving White Castle is fine with me. <laughs> I just love and it. It smells fantastic. Oh too. That's man, nothing like that smell. It does. It does. Yeah, but I still, I still would not get it because you know they have candles that are that are slider scented. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I still wouldn't do that. It, you know, I mean, it's just that when I used to go through the drive-through, it's at, you know, like two o'clock in the morning. Well, I guess I had a White Castle not very far from where I lived in Andersonville, and um, you know, I would eat them in the car or leave the bag in the in the back seat of the car, and then the entire car would smell like White Castles for three weeks. Oh yeah, that doesn't go away too easily, it does, does it? Not. It does not. You know what you just mentioned? You know what's awesome? Marnie, do you guys do you go do you go through a lot of old cookbooks because they're so cool and weird? Some of them are just so weird, and the recipes you know that you go through the old recipes. It's so fun to go back and look at that kind of stuff. That's right, and what's also fun is noticing what they don't have in them. I was looking for a recipe last week for just plain old M and M cookies, and I thought like I would look at my church cookbooks first because I do have some nice mid-century church cookbooks from the South Side. Oh, cool! And yeah, I just thought, why not look there first? But it didn't seem to be a trend that anybody really did in the 60s and 70s and 80s when these cookbooks are from. Mm. Um, so it's kind of fun. You get to see, like, the whole history of the trend. And then, of course, you see all, like you said, the the crazy stuff that kind of went out of style, like lots and lots of dishes combining Jello and cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah. I, it, the, it, the Jello thing fascinates me. Anytime I go back and look at old recipes, I'm like, my God, Jello was in everything. <laughs> it was the It was the canvas for people's creativity. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, Hang on, Marnie, okay? Sounds good. Okay, Marnie sure is with us. Lots of fun food topics to talk about that they uh, put out there at the takeout. Check out thetakeout.com, a a terrific food website. We'll talk more with uh, Marnie Shure here on 720 WGN.
right. Hello. Nick DeGilio here. I'm your overnight dude, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. every weekday morning. Uh, coming up, comedian uh, Vince Carone is going to join us. He's going to be the first comedian to be back on stage live at Zany's on Wells, and we'll talk about that as we uh, open up the, the city and the uh, state a little bit more at a time. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. If you have any food-related comments or questions, Marnie Shore is with us. Uh, she's editor-in-chief at thetakeout.com. Thetakeout.com, fantastic food website covering everything. Uh, Marnie, hi. Hello. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this story here. Um, you know, meat is more expensive now because there have been meat shortages because of COVID-19. So uh, America is actually turning to seafood, right? Yeah. You know, grocery shopping habits have been changing a lot as a result of coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, either because certain products are available or are not, or because people choose to shop at stores that are empty, prioritizing those over stores that they might usually go to for their regular stuff. If their typical grocery store is too crowded, they're skipping that to go somewhere totally new. I'm I'm actually doing that myself. Um, So seafood kind of plays into that because as other, the cost of meat and poultry has risen, seafood prices have suddenly started looking a lot more reasonable. Another reason that seafood is more attractive right now is that most people only ever consume their seafood at restaurants right. and entrees right. rather than making it themselves at home. But now that everybody's becoming experienced home chefs as a result of staying in, yeah. um, suddenly fish doesn't look that intimidating anymore. Yeah, that's that's the, that's great. I love seafood. And, and you're, you are right, though. I don't prepare it a lot at home. Um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I, I get seafood, you know, when I go to, when I go to, when I go to a restaurant or something, that's usually the only time I ever get seafood. Um, yeah. I, and I wonder if that's also just because we're in the Midwest, you know, it's, it's not as obvious to go get a beautiful piece of salmon or something. Yeah. Although we do have it, you know, it's, it's just not immediately on uh, top of mind. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's interesting. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are people out there who just don't like seafood though. That's right. I think that it might be a a food that you have to get used to, an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's not the most, um, maybe because it's often served in a way where you see the whole animal, and that's not how we consume a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, also, you know, other things that are, are on the rise at, uh, at, um, at grocery stores and things like that, uh, do they have a lot of... Are the, how are the plant-based meat alternatives doing? Are they, uh, have they gone up sales-wise? They have skyrocketed. Really? Um, yeah. They, you know, because, again, the cost of actual meat is on the rise, something like Impossible Meat has always had a higher price tag, but suddenly in a world where all our groceries are costing us a bit more, that just seems like less of a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. And so... Yeah, there's been a big uptick in people trying it, on top of which it's just become more available in grocery stores. So more people are seeing it and saying, I can make a burger out of this. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Well, the, this is a, 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 some, of the, some of the things that you guys are doing here came from Nation's Restaurant News. What's Nation's Restaurant News? That is an industry publication that I highly recommend to anybody who's even mildly curious about the way that consumers 
consume. Uh, it's it's fascinating. There's all sorts of great data in there, and a lot of our stories do reference Nation's Restaurant News. Um, even just in the story about seafood being on the rise among American shoppers, they noted a pretty striking statistic. 75% of the seafood that we eat in the U.S. is not prepared at home. It's ordered in restaurants. I just found that staggering. Wow, and 75%. When, <laughs> yeah, and when you hear it, you think it sounds so disproportionate until you and I both said, you know, we don't really prepare fish at home. Yeah, no, it's seriously, I, I can't remember the last time I prepared fish at home. I can't, I can't, I can't, and I'm not talking about like fish sticks that you stick in the oven, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Although just, those are pretty good. No, they're good. Count. No, no, I know. Yeah. But I mean, but it's like, I'm talking about like taking a piece of fish and preparing it, seasoning it and cooking it. You know what I mean? Not throwing mm-hmm. some fish sticks in the free, in the, in the oven. Not that I don't like fish sticks because I do. They're great. So, but, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Here's uh Danielle on WGN. Hi, Danielle. Oh, hey, Nick. Um, I just called in because I actually, I guess I'm, I, I didn't realize I'm weird. I actually do make seafood, like, every day. Okay. What do you make? What do you, what do you, what kind of stuff do you make, uh, Danielle? Um, well, I'm Italian, so mine's a little more Mediterranean-based, but, like, I made salmon today. I had, I also went out and bought sushi for Mariano's. Why I did that, I don't know. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I grew up with immigrants from Italy, like, like with my nana and no no and then grandma and grandpa whatever um but for some reason yeah we had like the lasagna and the pasta trust me we had all the typical italian stuff right and like the hamburgers you know my dad's american but he was technically born in italy um but i will say like for some reason i grew up like loving myself seafood because it made my stomach feel better than like eating ham on a daily basis um and i think when i went to college and I start. I was living in a dorm that was when I started cooking my own food and I realized like when I was craving food I wanted the burger but like the seafood would just make me feel better in the morning you know what I mean yeah sure like cooking so I like cook scallops all the time I don't know I do it for my roommates because my roommates are older people and they love it and I don't yeah. know okay but all that right. might be a Mediterranean thing that could be you know okay Danielle thank you yeah yeah the last time I cooked I got to say this, Marnie. The last time I cooked seafood was when I was married, and I got divorced in 2011. <laughs> so it has been a while. It's been a long time. And I just, because Danielle mentioned scallops, and I remember we made a great scallop. My, my, my ex wife and I made a great scallop dish. I love scallops. I love them. Do you like scallops, Marnie? Funny enough, the first time I ever tried one was 2011. Um, on a, one of my first one of my first dates with my now husband. <laughs> How about that? Ah, the scallops so of love. Scallops. <laughs> yeah, I love scallops, man. I, I just I think they're I think they're great. I could eat them all day. You like scallops, Tom? Um, love them. I think I think I've only had scallops the one time, just once. Yeah, I I don't get a lot of seafood. Um, I don't know. I've never really had a particular taste for it. I, I like seafood. I like shrimp mainly. I do. I do shrimp boils a yeah, lot. Yeah. Well, everybody. Do, you know, you get you get fried shrimp and stuff like that. Yeah. Get your cocktail sauce. And, but yeah. I, I love to do a traditional New Orleans style shrimp boil where you put the yeah. potatoes and the onion and the corn, the corn and yeah. everything, and then yeah. you roll it on out some newspaper. Yeah. That's Just dump us. it out, man. Yeah. Again, so, and do cra- sausage, crawfish like that too. Yeah. You ever have crawfish? I have not. That's on the list. Oh man. 
Want to Marnie, you've had crawfish, right? You know, I have not. Oh, no. Really? It's such a blind spot for me. Yeah, I got to go to New Orleans. I got to go to I got to go somewhere where there's a good Well, who who in Chicago has a good crawfish? I don't crawfish know cuz the only time I've ever had I've, I've I've had crawfish several times, but every time I've had it, it was in New Orleans. Yeah. Um Well, we yeah, we got to scout that out. Once so, restaurants are all back up maybe, and running. Maybe someone knows if there's a a place where you can get crawfish and you've got to be able to get crawfish in this city, right? I I know I've seen it. Um, I used to work for a restaurant review website, and I know that there were some beautiful pictures of places across the city that did it, but none of them are coming to mind. I think, am I, because, you know, um, my good friend George Karzis, who runs my favorite restaurant in the city, the greatest restaurant on the planet, the the Gale Street Inn, um, Mm -hmm. he has seafood specials, um, I believe, uh, pretty much, well, uh, he has specials daily. But then he does certain seafood. They do seafood really well at Gale Street. Really, really well. Um, but I think he's had crawfish, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had, he has had, uh, uh, he has served crawfish at the Gale Street Inn. But it's delicious well, stuff. Yeah, you got to, you know, and you make sure. Yeah, I got to take a leaf out of Danielle's book and start making more of this stuff at home. Yeah. And, and you know, make sure you suck the, the you suck the brains. You got to suck the head. When you eat the, yeah, that's uh, where all the, the sweet meat. Oh is. <laughs> man, it's it's fantastic, it's fantastic. So here, here's the interesting story. Everybody knows Big Boy, you know the the burger place. Um, uh, Bob is it? It's Bob's Big Boy, right? The full name. I I, I think that the the first name like changes depending on the location. Oh. I think it's like officially just Big Boy. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's just Big Boy. But now it's changing the mascot to Big Girl. What's going <laughs> on? Long? What's going on there? <laughs> so Big Boy is, you know, the namesake mascot. He's got the red and white checked overalls, the big swoop of hair, yep. holding that burger high over his head. Yep. And... um they, the Big Boy restaurant has debuted a chicken sandwich because, you know, who doesn't have a nice big chicken sandwich these days? That's a big, and by the way, what, yesterday was National Fried Chicken Day? It was. Oh, how did we, how did we miss, miss that? Celebrating it with how, one of these great chicken yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, how did we miss that? So anyway, <laughs> big, big Boy has de- debuted a chicken sandwich, okay. They did, and so... Um, they, and, of course, they timed it with National Fried Chicken Day. Mm-hmm. And um, so in order to debut the sandwich, they rolled out a new mascot to go with it, a, a big girl named Dolly. And so she's doing the same thing. She's holding the chicken sandwich above her head. She's got a big ponytail. And, um, yeah, she's she's the new – she's not replacing Big Boy. Mm-hmm. But um, the quote from uh, the director – uh, at, at Big Boy said, it's Dolly's time to shine now. So, you know, she's going to be around for a while. We don't know how long. We don't know if this is just a gimmick or if she's here to stay. Oh, okay. So Dolly is your chicken sandwich mascot at Big Boy, and that's Big Girl Dolly. That's right. <laughs> now, here's an interesting little thing here. I wasn't aware of this. According to Big Boy Execs, it says in the in the piece on Takeout, Dolly was a character in the Adventures of Big Boy comic books that were distributed to kids at Big Boy restaurants, and they disappeared in 1995. I wasn't even aware that that was a thing. I'd be shocked if anybody read that and said, of course I remember Adventures of Big Boy comic books. I just It seems like 
I well, I certainly don't remember that being part of the brand lore or anything. Right. But you know, maybe they were already looking for a new mascot, and they looked back and said, "Oh, Dolly's perfect for this." Yeah, I would love to see the the some of these comic books, the Adventures of Big Boy comic books. I wonder if the if if anyone listening has some of those or remembers getting the Adventures of Big Boy comic book when they went to Big Boy. Um, I so, wonder what they'd be worth on eBay. Or yeah, that's a good question. Days. That's a good. Maybe we can look that up. See if they're worth anything. Adventures of Big Boy comic books. Had no idea that that was a thing. But anyway, Dolly's here and she's holding up a chicken sandwich. God bless her. So. <laughs> yeah, you can see her on the uh, official Big Boy Instagram account. If, ah. you want, if you're curious about what she looks like, okay. she's on Instagram. <laughs> Dolly, the big girl, is on Instagram. All right, Marnie, <laughs> uh, hold on, okay. Sure. Uh, Marnie Shore is with us, and she is uh, editor-in-chief at thetakeout.com. we got more food things to talk about. And if you want to jump in here uh, at any time, it's 312-981-7200, 312-981-7200. Uh, more with Marnie Shore coming up right here at 720 WGN. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Here till 4 a.m. as we are every weekday morning, uh, keeping you company, keeping you entertained, keeping you informed. Uh, 312-981-7200 is our number if you have any food-related questions or comments. And uh, we'll be here until 4 o'clock, as I said. Vince Carone is going to join us. He's a Chicago-based comedian, a very funny guy. We'll talk about comedy, but also he's going to be the first live performer back at Zany's. After uh, closing for the pandemic, uh, there will be there'll be rules uh, in strict in, uh, you know that will be uh, on on board um, that you have to follow and restrictions and things like that. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about life hacks. If you've got any weird little life hacks, three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Marnie Shore is with the Takeout dot com, a great food website, and she joins us uh, to talk more uh, food. Hi, Marnie. Hello. Okay. So, um, Halloween is four months away, but the candy's already here. Is that what I'm to understand? That is correct. And I think that it's always better to have more candy than less. <laughs> uh, well, you, you detail some of the... Uh, now, so it's, it's Hershey's. The Hershey's are... Uh, her, is, it, it, they're revealing uh, candy, their Halloween candy, uh, now, four months early. Yes, Hershey, along with Reese's products, um, decided to release their Halloween um, candy early this year um, because, you know, we all need something to celebrate. And uh, this is also a big lag time in the year. Um, There's a big lull between Easter and Halloween in terms of candy-filled holidays. You know, Fourth of July isn't exactly something that you think of with tons of candy. So I think that they're eager to show everybody that they've got a lot of exciting products down the pipe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, I think some people think that candy should be purchased (laughs) year-round. Oh, I'm certainly one of them. Yeah, are you really? Do you have a favorite candy? Oh, gosh. 
I, um, it depends on the category. I have a candy drawer in my house so heavy <laughs> that the legs on the cabinet are buckling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of candy. It is. It's chocolate. It's sour stuff. It's, you know, gummy stuff. It's, it's everything. Everything. Your, is your husband uh, a, a candy person too? Absolutely not. Oh, oh is that <laughs> right? Mine. I don't even have to share. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's that's good for you then, Marnie. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about some of the uh, things that are, that Hershey's is uh, offering. Kind of the new stuff that's going to be coming out on Halloween. Sure, they are releasing cookies and cream fangs, okay. which are basically just the Hershey's cookies and cream bar that you can get at the store any time of year. But it has um, fangs kind of printed on it, and like little teeth with the points on either end. So. Sure. Technically, you can kind of nibble along the perforation and create some fun fangs for yourself. I see. All right. So so uh, some cookies and cream fangs. I've got to say, I've never had cookies and cream. It's very sweet. Is it? Sweeter than a regular chocolate bar, even. Wow. It sounds like it. It sounds like that would be something that's very, very sweet. So, yeah. uh, it's good, though. It's got good crunch. So you can also see the uh, pictures of these uh, of these candies, correct, on the, on the website? Yes, we've got pictures of all the products. Okay. So the cookies and cream fangs from Hershey's, those are going to be available. All right, cookies and cream, that's a, that sounds like a, that seems to be a pretty popular uh, candy. Yeah, I would think that these are just, you know, like they're, they're thinking through their bestsellers and they're like, how can we, how can we make them spooky? You know, how can we make them eerie for Halloween? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and and to that end, they've got something called Vampire Hershey's Kisses. Vampire Hershey's Kisses. Okay. They are filled with strawberry cream, and you can imagine what that looks like when it's oozing out of the Hershey's oh, Kiss. Oh, sure. Little <laughs> little blood in your Hershey's Kiss. That's right. So who knows how appetizing that will be? But it sounds like it would be really good. Like it would taste really great. Yeah. And I'm looking at the uh, at some of the descriptions here. It tastes more like sugar than strawberry, but it's a great visual effect. Have you tried it? I have not been lucky enough to try it yet. Um, our associate editor, Amy Levitt, uh, has the um, Hershey's Halloween candy in her possession. And in fact, they overnighted it to her house so that it did not arrive before they had the chance to officially announce the product. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so they take they, they take things very seriously in the Hershey's Innovations Department. Yeah. Well, we've had Amy on the show many times as well, um, and she's great. Uh, but I love that the Kiss flags are uh, helpfully labeled vampire. So instead of like the the Hershey's Kisses, you know, flag that we're and the flags are the, the little piece of paper. Um, yeah, they help you open it up. Yeah, and they say vampire on them. <laughs> and the foil has lots of little bats all over it. So oh, those cool! Are look great in a in a bowl sitting yeah. on the, in the hallway. <laughs> that's great. Okay, that sounds fun. All right, I'd like to try that. All right, how about uh, some more? We got the Reese's Franken Cup peanut butter cups. Yeah, you know this one um, is not going to taste too terribly different from a regular Reese's cup. So if you like those, you'll like this. Um, the Franken cup has a um, it's it's like picture the side view of a Reese's cup. The top is the normal chocolate, but the bottom is green cream. 
So Hershey's and Reese's have been playing around with these colorful creams lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Kit Kats are now being sold in different colors, and they can get really vibrant colors with this cream. So they're giving it a bright Frankenstein green bottom of this Hershey's cup or Reese's cup. And so it's going to taste a little bit more like vanilla on the bottom. I see. But it still has the peanut butter in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That sounds fun. Green cream. Yeah, Ugh. it's just they just green food coloring. It's like cream, but it's yeah, green, no, green food coloring. Just, it, that, Frankenstein's green. The monster's green. I'm, I'm aware of that. Okay. I just I don't know. <laughs> it's like when you ever had the green eggs and ham when they dye, you know, yes. the eggs green. Yes. I know it's just dye, but it's just food coloring. I know, but my eggs are green now. <laughs> uh, all right. At least candy is artificial to begin with. So right, if it's got. Artificial colors. Who cares? <laughs> and then the the last one here is the Kit Kat Witches Brew. Is, is it? What's going on here? Well, this is definitely Amy's favorite of all the new products. Oh, it is. Okay. And yeah, it's um, Kit Kats are getting a lot more creative with their flavors lately. You know, you don't you don't before you never saw a ton of crazy flavors of Kit Kat. It was mostly just the classic, but. They've got this cream now, and they can make everything wild colors and wild flavors. So the Witch's Brew Kit Kat is marshmallow-flavored, which, you know, sounds promising. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, I was looking at, you you ever look at um, uh, candy and stuff like that from other parts of the world? Yes. It's uh, Do you know how, I mean, you were talking about Kit Kats. There's a variation of Kit Kat in I mean, like tons of variations of Kit Kat all over the world. I mean, they really have gone to town with Kit Kat. Yes, uh, we have written about the Kit Kat conundrum because <laughs> everyone who's traveled uh, internationally looks around and, and says, "Like, why don't we have these great Kit Kat flavors in the U.S.?" Yeah, and uh, part of it is because the parent company for Kit Kats. In the U.S. is Hershey, but everywhere else it's different companies. Oh, I see. And those companies, yeah, kind of play around with the flavor profiles more. But yeah, Japanese Kit Kats, for example, have tremendous experimentation in flavor. I yeah. mean, the green tea ones are excellent. Yeah, I've I've seen like I've seen pictures of so, so, there's so many different flavors of Kit Kat. It's just it's just crazy. And I think even savory ones don't they even have like. Like weird, weirdly like savory Kit Kats available. I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. So strange. Well, and Kit Kat has the best Halloween commercial ever. Yes, it does. It has the pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for what I did to your face. All good. Have a break. Mm. Breaks are good. Have one. I love that commercial. Do you like that commercial, Murray? Commercial. Oh, come on, you haven't. She's it's it's she's talking to a pumpkin that she carved very poorly. <laughs> like she no, really I don't she, think I've ever seen oh, it. Oh, you gotta see it. It's it's my it's one of my favorite commercials. They usually start showing it around September and it goes all the way through till to you know, through Halloween. It's a it is I mean it cracks me up every time. His, the, the, the pumpkin <sighs> the pumpkin laughing going, <laughs> is my favorite part. I gotta look this up. You do, yeah. It's really funny. By the way, you can get uh, in Japan grilled potato. Kit See, Kats. that's what I thought. I thought I knew they went they went the savory route. They went the weird savory route with their Kit Kat flavors. Potato is it still chocolate though? It appears so. Like, 
Chocolate and potatoes. Interesting. I like that. That's a that's pretty crazy. They also have uh, college tater, which I don't know what that is. College tater. Yeah. What? What? Is that Japan? <laughs> yeah, this is all Japan. Yeah, Japan has the weirdest flavors of of a lot of things. They experiment a lot with some very very strange flavors in their in their candies and in everything. So. And it always seems to work. Yeah. Absolutely. Marnie, hang on, okay? Sure. All right. Marnie sure is with us. She is with The Takeout, a terrific food website. We got some more food uh, topics to talk about here. Maybe we'll find some more weird candy. <laughs> and if you want to jump in at any time, we would love to hear from you at Right, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN on a Wednesday morning. That means we'll do a little Know Your Onion at 3.30. Tom will get a couple of contestants on the line. They'll each play around. Tom will throw out a news headline, and you have to figure out whether it's the uh, real headline or from uh, the satirical newspaper, The Onion. That's coming up in a little bit. Uh, Vince Carone is a comedian, a Chicago-based comedian. Uh, very funny guy. We're going to talk to him, uh, and uh, he is going to be the first uh, return. He's going to be he's going to be returning to uh, Zanies. They're, they're going to bring back live comedy at Zanies, and he's going to be the first one to perform. It'll be Friday night, and it's a grand reopening. We will tell you all about um, the health and safety restrictions and things like that that are going to be into place, and we'll talk to Vince about uh, comedy in general. Uh, and speaking of comedy, uh, the great uh, Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson show uh, every night on Antenna TV, and we always play back a little bit of Johnny Carson. Um, and some comedy from that. And we're going to have uh, Johnny as Walter Cronkite coming up at uh, at 2.30. Uh, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Marnie Schur is with us, uh, editor-in-chief at uh, thetakeout.com. Welcome back, Marnie. Thank you. Also, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We have a couple of uh, callers here. Here's Sheila on WGN. Go ahead, Sheila. Hi. Hi, Nick. Hi, Marnie. Look, I have a question um, have you heard anything about the new candies that's supposed to be coming out? There's one by Eminem. They said they were going to discontinue the nasty pumpkin and spice, and they said they were either going to go at, um, I think it's supposed to be some kind of caramel apple or some kind of maple flavor, and the Kit Kat. They said they were coming out with the orange cream one. Have you heard anything about that? Marnie? Well, um Orange, the, the Kit Kat, I know that the Pumpkin Spice Kit Kat is coming back this year. Oh, God. But I hadn't heard about those M&M innovations, and that's very exciting because maple is a really underused flavor in candy. Oh, I agree. I, yeah. totally, I totally agree. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out. Uh, and if we hear anything, Sheila, we'll talk about it, okay? Okay. I, I thought Damani would just know right off the bat since, you know, she's got a little insider info there. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, Sheila. You have a great morning, okay? You too. Okay, Thanks, guys. Take care. Here's Daryl, who is in Florida. Hey, Daryl. Daryl? Hello? Yes. You're on the air. Hello? I, I, can't, I can't hear Daryl. 
<laughs> What's going on? Uh, Marnie, uh, the hot dog eating contest, obviously, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, um, was uh, this 4th of July, as it is every year. And we actually had the uh, the 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 ranked number one female hot dog uh, eating champion on the show recently. Yeah, when did we have her oh, on? No. Yeah, it was. Um, it was, was, was it last, last week. week. Yeah, yeah, it was last week. week. Mickey Sudo. Yeah, Mickey Sudo. She's wow. Out. So last week she would have been preparing. She for was. The yes, she was talking about it, and I, I think she did uh, well. Uh, would be my guess. Yeah, she broke a record. She, she broke a record. Yeah, she, broke she a set record. a world record. Yeah, yeah, there it is. But do you see? And and again, of course, we know Joey Chestnut. I've had him on the show too. He broke the world record again at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Correct? He's unstoppable. <laughs> so uh, he 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 won his thirteenth title in fourteen years. That's amazing. Yeah, Mickey Sudo also set a record. She. Uh, she ate 48.5 hot dogs, uh, and, which uh, broke uh, Sonia Thomas's record. And the prize for the champions $10,000 each, plus the famous mustard yellow belt. But uh, Joey Chestnut went a little, uh, he, he, boy, oh boy, you know, he set another record. Do you know how many he ate? Listen to this. He surpassed his own world record. He ate 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. I mean, can you even fathom what that would feel like? No. I can't I mean, I don't know how these people do it. I don't know how they do it. And we were talking and, about we were talking to uh to Mickey about her preparation. Um and she doesn't do cuz Joey Chestnut eats a lot before he does, but Mickey doesn't do that. She does the uh, sort of the opposite. But yeah, so seventy-five hot dogs. Kind of stop. She like waits to eat until the tournament. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't eat that much. It's not like she's starving herself, but she just doesn't eat as much because Joey Chestnut does the opposite. He'll down a bunch of stuff before the contest. Yeah, I don't even know which which system is better, but each of their systems work for them. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's been around for more than a hundred years. This contest. Um, That's right. And only within the last like 20 years has it become has has it really been gamed out and and become such a huge you know extreme version of itself. Yeah. Yeah, people watch it every year though now, you know. Um and we co- we covered on the show certainly, you know, had having both Joey Chestnut and Mickey Sudo on uh, on the show. And this year, they were um, given potentially what you could see as an advantage because they had to move off-site to a separate facility right. away from crowds and away from a live audience. But um, because of that, they were in air conditioning. And Joey had predicted, uh, he told TMZ, that that might give them all a nice advantage because you're a little bit more comfortable. Right, exactly. You know, Mickey was saying that it, that she is going to miss the crowd. She was going to miss the crowd, um, you know, but uh, she was going to enjoy, you know, the air conditioning because she was not going to be out in the because, you know, Fourth of July on, on Coney Island, it can get very, very humid and hot. Oh, yeah. And it clearly I mean, who knows if that's what helped her to victory, but yeah, she had a decisive victory. Yeah. She's got some insane records, though, like uh, that that have nothing to do with the hot dog eating contest because she's a, you know, 
she's a competitive eater, and I, she, I was going through some of the stuff that she ate, the amount of things, and how quickly. It's insane. It's completely nuts. Yeah, the training is rigorous. It seems like. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. All right. Um, so, um, you know, you guys also wrote about, you know, at this time, people are a little bit uneasy as we reopen things. Um, and uh, you wrote a piece. Of, you guys wrote a piece about. Um, how, just how safe it is to eat at a restaurant. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. You know, that is kind of a natural, when when you're thinking about things reopening again and trying to get back those experiences that we all had to very quickly surrender back in March, restaurants are kind of the natural first thing that people think of. Yeah. And, you know, public health officials, they they give us general guidelines like, you know, staying several feet apart from people, staying outside if possible. Um, but there aren't hard and fast rules about, you know, going to a restaurant is exactly this safe for you. Yeah. So um, Chicago's Department of Public Health kind of released a chart or matrix that can help you decide what your risk is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with a series of questions. Um, it says, is everyone in your group under age 60? Because being above 60 puts you in a, a different risk group. Right. And then is everyone healthy without underlying medical conditions? And depending on how many answers yes or no to those questions, you take a different route in this flow chart. Oh, I see. And then they ask you additional questions, maybe like, you know, if, if, for example, everyone in your group is under 60, but some people have underlying medical conditions, then you ask additional questions like, can you avoid crowds in this scenario? Can you keep six feet apart? Can you wear a mask? Is it outside? And then taking your trip down this flow chart, you can decide whether it is safe to go out, whether you should probably avoid it. Um, and, and it just kind of helps people with their own decision-making process. That's really, that's really great. Is, is this uh, flowchart available at the takeout? It, we link to it in our article. Oh, okay. It is on the Chicago Tribune's website as well. Okay. All right. Boy, that's really helpful. That's really, really helpful. Okay. Here's Daryl. We'll give it another shot. Hey, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. You're on the air, Daryl. Go ahead. Okay. Hey. Um, let me turn the radio off. Yeah. Off. There we go. Hey, um, uh, hey, you were talking about um, scallops. Yes. Yeah, and I was. <laughs> yeah, I've been scalloping. You have <laughs> since been I moved to Florida since you moved since to Florida. Florida. You've been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a kind of a trip. You got to dive down, and and um, it's a little grassy area, and. Yeah, and there's scallops there, like in their little shell, and um, and they're delicious. Yes, yeah, scallops awesome. <laughs> scallops are delicious. What well, must be fun to do that to go scalloping, Marnie? You ever gone scalloping? No, I've never thought about what goes into that. That yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, well, scallops, you know, they're weird. They're so weird looking until you actually clean them, because it's a very unattractive piece of seafood. You know, when you first see it, because you got to you got to clean it out and, and cut it and put it into that beautiful round scallop that we all see, but everything that was attached to it, including the shell, is just very strange looking. So, 
Well, it sounds like quite an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. What are you What are you working on next, Marnie? Next at the takeout, um, what have we got going on? Next week is Turn Off the Oven Week. Oh. Um, that's going to be a whole theme week dedicated to the fact that it is hot. It yes. is not any kind of temperature outside to turn on your oven yeah. or stand over your stove for a long time. Yeah. So we're going to have articles all about how to make different foods that don't really involve any heat. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, and it might help people decide what they can bring to, you know, if they have a little outdoor picnic right. or, you know, want to uh, spend the whole day out on the deck in the sunshine. Yeah. Um, these foods will help them do it. Okay, cool. Marnie, always a pleasure. And we'll talk to you soon, okay? Sounds great. Thank right. you so much. Marnie Sure from thetakeout.com. Uh, comedian Vince Carone is going to join us after the news, which is now. Really one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline studio as we are every weekday morning. We're here from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. At 4 o'clock, we head over to Bradley Place to our TV side of WGN, get some great news and information from then. And then the legendary Bob Surratt has your morning drive at 5. And we are here at WGN 24-7 for you to keep you company, to keep you informed, and to keep you going. Um, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We're going to be talking about some uh, weird life hacks that people uh, do um, uh, that you can get get through, and then some intentionally stupid life hacks. <laughs> These are tricks or tips around your household that you can do things, you know, shortcuts and things like that, life hacks. Uh, we always play some classic Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson show you can watch every um weeknight on uh, or every night on uh, antenna tv and we're going to hear some classic comedy from johnny johnny as walter cronkite and it is wednesday so that means at 3 30 morning we morning 3 30 morning i think i just made up a new term we'll play a little know your onion that's where tom gets a couple of uh contestants on the line they play around each and tom will uh, throw some news headlines at them and if uh, they can figure out whether it's real or from uh the onion the satirical newspaper uh, you get them right, you win. That's how it works. 312-981-7200 is the number if you would like to join us. So, live comedy is going to come back. We're slowly opening up, you know, the country and the city and the, and the state and everything. And uh, Zany's has been closed down, as, you know, so many other places have. Uh, and this is Zany's on Wells in Chicago. They're having a grand reopening. It's Friday night, um, this Friday night. And uh, it, it'll be at 9 o'clock. And uh, the comedian that's going to be uh, be the first one to perform live at Zany's after the reopening is Vince Carone. And uh, he joins us. Hi, Vince. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, okay. Hey, how long how long you been doing comedy? I, let's see, May was 19 years. 19 years, wow. How did you get into it? I, uh, you know... Uh, my senior year of high school, I, um, I I don't know. I started writing comedy. I just uh, I always liked to write, and I just started writing jokes one day. And I always I always liked stand up comedy, and just seemed like something that I might be able to do. And uh, everyone else was like picking out colleges, and I knew I wasn't going to go to college out of high school. And 
so I started looking into like what what type of comedic training I can get into, and I started uh, I started going to a Second City mm-hmm. right when I graduated, and um, and I, I loved improv, but uh, uh, I, I wanted to be more selfish and get all the laughs myself, <laughs> I gotcha. share them with other people. Yeah, gotcha. And so, uh, so about a year after I graduated high school, I went to uh, a bar down in Lincoln Park that let me in underage. I was able to go in, do my comedy set, and then I had to immediately leave and get out of their bar. I got you. What was the bar? Uh, I think it was called Red Lion or the Red Lion's Pub. Oh, you did you did, sta- you did stand up at the Red Lion? I did, yeah. Wow, I didn't even I didn't even know they had stand up at the. I've been to the Red Lion countless times, Vince. I used to go there every Saturday night when I was when I was a drinking man. Um, oh, really? Yeah, in that uh, little room upstairs. They, yeah, they, they had, had it they had it upstairs in the upstairs room. Yep. Wow. Okay. That's I had no idea that they had that because I haven't been to the Red Lion in many years, but that was the place we used to go to all the time. My friends and I would go there every Saturday. Oh, that, that's awesome. Yeah. This first place I would go in, it would be like thirty comics wedged in that little room upstairs. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You get get five minutes on an egg timer and then when that went off you just had to get off the stage, so mid joke didn't matter, you you got booted off. Now you know the red line is haunted, right? I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 haunted, and I and I and I actually had like a weird experience at the Red Lion one night, um, where I couldn't get out of the bathroom, and it, and it wasn't because I was drunk. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't get out of the bathroom. The door was the door wouldn't open, and finally it did open, and I got out. But it was just when I went back to the table, and I'm like, hey, you know, we've heard that this place is haunted. I just couldn't get out of the bathroom, and they were all like, shut up, my friends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's the, what's the theory on why it's haunted? Uh, any, I can't remember what to, do we know the story uh, um, behind that one because Red Line is you know because we talk a lot about haunted stuff because we like to on the overnights we like to get a little scary every once in a while you know what I mean and talk sure. uh, talk about some spooky stuff uh, but uh, I, I, every time we talk about places in in Illinois or around the city that are haunted the Red Line comes up every single time do we have a <laughs> do we do we know how it uh, how it got let, me, let me do a little half-ass okay. internet research here. <laughs> He's doing some half-ass internet research. That's interesting. First place you played was Red Line. How'd it go? Uh, you know, I was 18 years old, and I had I had like been such a student of comedy. This is this is my long way of telling you it didn't go well, but I've been, <laughs> been such a student of comedy before I ever stepped on the stage that I, I'd read so much and kind of you know ran ran the gauntlet of all the books that were available at the time. Yeah. And anything I read said, like, you're going to bomb. Like, it wasn't, like, optional. It was just, like, any any interview I read from the good comedians, any books that I read for starting out comedians, everything said you were going to bomb. So for me, I really just kind of wrapped my head around that was the rite of passage, that you just had to do that. Yeah. And so I didn't, so I, when I, I got maybe one laugh that first time I went, which is all I needed to keep going. But I, I remember leaving, my buddy went with me, and he performed too, and it was his first time too, and, we we walked right back out and uh, and we, we got in our car and we were like, did we just bomb? Was that was that what bombing was? And we we both kind of agreed, yeah, no, we bombed. But it wasn't like this traumatic thing. It wasn't, you know, it was nothing. We just both kind of knew that's what we had to do. Yeah, like, oh, good. Yeah. Now, now we're on the right path. That's a good way of looking at it. That's a that's a that's a good that's a good attitude to have. Um, now do we young do, and dumb? Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, do we know the history behind the Red Lion being haunted? Um, I mean, this is the best I could do. Uh, the tavern is said to be haunted by several ghosts. Uh, one is a young woman who signals her presence with the strong scent of lavender. Oh. Lavender. Uh, there's an apparition of a man wearing cowboy clothes. 
and others have lit- witnessed a blonde man and a gentleman with a beard wearing a black cowboy hat. So I guess it was a saloon. I guess it was. I guess old Lincoln Avenue was a saloon back in the West in the old days. <laughs> All right, Vince, hold on, okay, buddy? Sure. Okay, uh, Vince uh, Carone is with us. And um, he's going to be performing at Zany's. Yes, live comedy is coming back. Zany's is going to reopen on Friday, and Vince will be up there for the first time. And we'll give you all the health and safety restrictions and and, uh, and things that are going into effect. And uh, we'll talk more with Vince about his career, comedy, and more. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. It's Nick DiGilio and WGN. It's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. Um, we're live in the uh, Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. 312-981-7200. That's our phone number. If you would like to join us, we would love to hear from you. Vince Carone is a comedian, and he's uh, our guest right now. Um, and he's returning to Zanies as live comedy returns to Zanies. Zanies has been shut down, obviously, because of the pandemic. And this is the Zanies on Wells in Chicago. And uh, Vince, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier, you know, about your first uh, for your first time on stage at the at the Haunted Red Lion, and um, you said that you were you'd become a student of uh, of comedy. Uh, so you said you were reading books. What what were some of the ones that you read? What were you studying? And and uh, tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah, I um, it'd be trying to remember the names of these now. I, I went online, you know, kind of looked at Amazon was relatively new at that time. And I looked up like, you know, how to be a stand-up comic or something of that nature. And I think I came across the comedy Bible. Um, I believe I can look it up as well. I think that was Judy Carter. Um, yeah. The comedy Bible was by Judy Carter and it had some like exercises in it to do. Um, I had read, Oh gosh, I can't remember what this other one was. I can't remember. I read it. I read another one too. I, I cannot remember the name That's of it. Okay. I wish I could. That's okay. But um, but it was it was it was all just kind of basic. Like, hey, you know, here's here's how to get your brain thinking this way. Here's some of like the the tricks and tips of comedy. And it's probably one of the things that got me into comedy was I was able to see uh, stand up comedy as somewhat of a science. Like I, I could, I was able to kind of watch it and go, oh, that's why people are laughing. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, he, he used that specific word, or there was a pattern here. And I was able to kind of identify a couple of those different pieces. that made That's what made me think, oh, I can do this. This can be figured out. I, I always had a quick wit, but once I started seeing some of the science behind it, I was able to wrap my head around going, yeah, now I can get on stage and do it. And that's basically what those books did, was just kind of teach you some of those tips and tricks uh, of how it works. Okay. Oh, that sounds like you you did a lot. Now, did you have uh, influences? Did you get into stand up and watch and study any of the other, the, you know, the legendary uh, stand up people or anybody in particular? Yeah, I, I uh, back then I was a big, big fan of George Carlin. My parents, uh, my parents let me watch him probably at way too young of an age. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really just, I, I really just liked it. I had a, I had a family that was very into stand up comedy, mm. so I we we watched a lot of it growing up. I remember. 
uh, you know, 13 years old, we were out in Vegas on a family vacation and we saw Gallagher at the Sands out there. <laughs> um, you know, so I mean, I seen like the, the broad spectrum. I saw Wendy Liebman out there. Oh, she's, was, uh, she's so funny. Wendy Liebman is, oh, she was, she was, the, she was so good. She's so good. Oh, and, um, there was a comedian, uh, Jim Wiggins. I don't know if you ever heard of Jim, but he was known as like uh, the last remaining hippie. He passed away a few years ago, but, oh. uh, I saw him in Vegas when I was like 13 or 14 and uh, maybe like my third or fourth show of doing comedy. Um, I actually got to open for him. Wow. You know, four or five years later. So it's just kind of a fun, weird, like random thing, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I was a big fan of George Carlin, uh, really big fan back then of Richard Jenny. So oh yeah. The two I probably studied the most. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I really, uh, actually I really liked David Spade back then. Um, I really liked the the sarcastic piece. I thought that was going to be my style of comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of how I was funny with my friends. Um, I ended up not kind of going that route after all, but that's what I thought I was going to be uh, when I got into it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, Seinfeld, Sam Kinison, Chris Rock, Dennis Miller, really just any, anything I can get my hands on back then. I watched a lot of the compilations of the... Uh, the uh, young comedian specials that used to air sure. on HBO. I, I, I went on Amazon and bought VHS tapes from whoever was selling them back then of all those and watched those. And so I really just couldn't get enough of it yeah. uh, back then. Did you, uh, did you, you know, I mean, you mentioned Carlin. Carlin was a master. Carlin was one of the greatest stand-ups that ever lived. Did you get into Pryor at all? Uh, I, I did. I eventually got into Pryor and later um you know, early early on, I wasn't I wasn't into the personal stories more. Oh, I see. Um, and and I see. prior prior like tapped into himself. I Carlin always kind of stayed exterior, more world yeah. around him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I really liked that. It, it was like more once I started doing comedy and realizing like just how actually hard it is to bring your own personal life into it and make that as entertaining yeah. as the world around you. Yeah. Uh, that's when I started appreciating uh, Pryor a lot more. Yeah. Pryor, I mean, for, for my money, Pryor, uh, best stand-up comedian that's ever lived and perhaps the funniest person that's ever lived. Um, I, yeah, he's hysterical. Oh, he's unbelievable. And you were talking about how you were watching George Carlin at a young age. <laughs> I was listening. We had a lot of comedy albums in our house when I was growing up. I was listening to Carlin when I was about 11. And, um, okay. and uh, you know, 10 or 11 years old, I'm listening to Carlin. And that, that is way too young. <laughs> to be listening yeah. to Carlin uh, and, uh, and and Carlin and Pryor, I was listening to Pryor at a really young age too. Um, I was like twelve when Wanted came out, which I think okay. is one of the greatest uh, recordings of stand up ever. And I used to listen to that; I had it memorized. And you know, we don't talk about him much now, but I, I you know, there's there's you know, I can't deny how much uh, I listened to Bill Cosby when I was growing up. Now it's a little uncomfortable to even mention that. But you yeah. know, I had all. I mean, the, I had, the, Bill Cosby himself. That I mean, that's oh, yeah. still just an all-time classic. You know? It is. It is, and it's just it yeah. sucks that we can't you know really talk about him or respect him anymore after what he sure. did. But uh, but you know, I listened. I grew up listening to Cosby and uh, and all those yeah. guys. It, it's uh, yeah. I was into stand up and everything, and I, I I studied at Second City as well, uh, uh, Vince. And uh, did, oh, you ever, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. This is a long time ago, though. I mean, this was like 1989, uh, so it was a long time ago. But um, yeah, but I never, I never, I've, I, I, I've done stand up a few times. Bert, Bert uh, as you, well, you know, Bert, yeah, um, yeah. Bert uh, allowed me to come in and um, and and uh, uh, last 
Wednesday of each month to do to do a set at uh, at Zany's. And so oh, that's awesome. I, yeah, I did that for. I like it. Uh, it was it was interesting. Let me tell you the story about how it happened, though, uh, Vince. Real quick. Um, it's a great room, by the way, as everybody knows. It's one of the best comedy clubs, if not the best comedy. I know it's the best comedy club in this city. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and it's an unbelievable room. And um, so I I called up Bert, who's been on the show many times, and I was going through a divorce, and I was a little bit low on dough, and so I wanted to make a little extra money, and I I asked. Bird, if I could come down and maybe host a night or something, just for a little extra money, he said, "Yeah, sure, come on down, you can host." And I'm like, "All right." So I get down there and I go up to the green room, and Pat's there, Pat McGann. Oh, awesome! And I'm like, well, "He's the host. What am I? You know what? What am yeah. I? Do, what am I going to? You know, because you know, and Pat, Pat is brilliant, as as we all know. He's he brilliant, and there there aren't a lot of guys, um." Who are as good with the crowd as as Pat McGann is? I mean, he, he's the best out there. Right he's now, he's sure. unbelievable. He's unbelievable. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll just sit in the back and watch, you know, some comedy. So Bert comes up, and I'm like, hey, Bert, you t- you told me I could come down and host, but Pat's here, and he goes, yeah, okay, fine, just go up and do 15. And I went, what? <laughs> And, uh, you know, you're a comedian. You know 15 is a long time. I mean, it feels like an yep. hour and a half when you're up there. I didn't have anything prepared. I, You know, I had never done stand-up before. I did improv for a long time, and I was with a, a theater company called The Factory Theater, and we did comedy and stuff. But, you know, it wasn't stand-up. It's a completely different animal. So uh, he goes, just do 15. And I'm like, what? So I just decided that I would tell... Uh, some of my listeners' favorite stories that I've told on the air, and just yeah. add, a, add a couple of F-bombs. And, uh, yep. and so that's what I did, and it went over really well. And so he let me come in uh, the last Wednesday of, uh, you know, of, of each month. Then I started writing material and stuff like that. And it's, it's, great, to, it's great to be on stage at Zany's, man. You, gotta, you, you, you know, it's, a, it's just a magical place. There's, well, there's, there's so much history there, and, and, and what you experience, too, is, is a lot of what a lot of you know, comics experience their first time is I'm going to go do this and I really don't know what I'm going to go do, but then you get that laugh up there yep. and that like, and then it's like, Oh, now I'm going to actually put some work in towards this because I want that again. And it just, it hooks you. It's, it's, it's the same rush. I imagine you get from radio that any type of performance, like when that, when that adrenaline kicks in that you're hooked. Yeah. And, you're, and, you, and I got to tell you, uh, Vince, you're absolutely right. When you get that first laugh, cause I was nervous as hell when I walked up there, you yep. know, um, uh, and again, I had nothing prepared. I didn't. I wasn't. You know, I thought I was just going to go up and introduce comics. You know. Uh, yeah. So, but when you, when you get that first laugh, it's like ah, oh, you know. It, and then it's all. Then it's fun. Then it's fun. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, and and, and to do it at Zany's too, like they're the grandest stage of them all in, I'm, I'm, in Chicago, especially. Well, incredible, incredible. All right, Vince, hold on. Sure. Uh, Vince Carone is with us. He is a stand-up comedian. We're going to talk more about comedy. And uh, when we come back, we're going to tell you all about how you can see live comedy again. It's coming back as we slowly open up the, the nation and the city and the state. And we'll give you all the guidelines and all that stuff. And we'll talk more with Vince. And if you want to jump in, uh, 312-981-7200. We'd love to hear from you. 312-981-7200.
Right. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 uh, WGN. We are live in the Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. And, uh, and then at 4 o'clock, we head over to uh, Bradley Place on the TV side of WGN, get some news and information from those great people. And then the legendary Bob Surratt has your morning drive at 5. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We're going to be talking about um, some life hacks, uh, uh, like a woman reveals that she washes fruit and vegetables in her dishwasher. And uh, then we have intentionally stupid life hacks. If you have any tricks uh, or shortcuts for household stuff, life hacks, we'd love to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Right now, we're talking with Vince Carone. He's a comedian here from Chicago. And uh, he is going to be playing Zanies this Friday. Live comedy is returning to Zanies, and he's going to be the first one to do it. It's a grand reopening. It's Friday night, 9 o'clock. And we'll give you all the uh, details. Um, And uh, Vince, uh, welcome back, sir. Thank you. And you are originally from uh, uh, the Chicago area, right? Yeah, I grew up in the uh, northwest suburbs where uh, where I still live out this way today. Ah, okay. What suburb? I grew up in Oak Grove Village, and I live in Itasca now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Familiar with those places? Absolutely. It's nice that you stayed. Uh, did you ever want? Did you ever you venture out to L.A.? Do you ever think about uh, doing that? You know, yeah. My wife and I. Uh, Owens and I talked about it before we were married. We we, had, we actually had plans to go, and it was just one of those uh, one of those things when we started talking about you know raising a family and having kids and getting married and some of that. We just we decided this would be a better spot for us. Our families are close to here, um, you know, and so uh, it, it was it was on the horizon for a while, but then uh, you know family family went out. Okay, that's cool. And it's you know you can you can do comedy from Chicago as you've proven. Obviously, yeah, you can do. And I travel a bunch, you know, and it's um, and, and it's a different world now too. I mean, you can half the people getting famous aren't you know are, are getting famous out of a YouTube in Montana. You know, what I mean, it's right, just, can, right. There's so many more outlets right now to to do it, and that's one of the things even quarantine kind of proved out is that you can still do stand up even online right now, right? And there's an audience for it, so there's there's a lot more opportunity than there probably was, you know, even 20 years ago. Let's yeah. Say. Yeah. Have you been doing uh, a, a good amount of virtual comedy during this pandemic? I did. Yeah. I really kind of, I, I didn't, I didn't want to take, you know, all the time off. I knew some comics who were just against it. It didn't fit their persona. And I understood that. But yeah. for, for me, I write on stage. I'm a ranter and I, and I get an idea and I just go with it on stage and that's how I write. So for me sitting at home for three months, it, there's going to be no material getting written because I do it all in front of people. And so, for me, I started out doing like Facebook Live. Immediately, I started. I started trying to figure out that that uh, you know social media you know avenue. Yeah. And then eventually, then it, very quickly, I pivoted and went to like comedy shows on Zoom. Right. On Zoom webinars platform, and I started with uh, with my last name. I was able to be cheesy and call it the uh, coronavirus comedy <laughs> show. And, uh, <laughs> and so I was able to really just play that up, and um, you know, so I started putting on a, a reoccurring show there. And, built a little audience for that so that's that's helped supplement uh the uh the itch for comedy sure. and uh and some income as well yeah and it also you know it keeps you it keeps you sharp too because if you don't write you can't and you don't perform you might lose an edge a little bit you know yeah and, and there's going to be a little bit of that i'm sure just inherently anyway of just you know trying to trying to find your footing again i nothing uh nothing noticeable to the audience i feel very confident that i'll be able to deliver but inside i'll know like hey i where I had like I was I was 
writing my my next album, I started writing it again. And from like January to March, I, I did a ton of shows and I had it so fluid, mm-hmm. you know, and I, yeah, I bet there's going to be some transitions lost along the way while I try and regain my footing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's great, man. I'm I'm glad that you still stayed in practice. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be good. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the gig on Friday night. Um, Zany's comedy is uh, live comedy is returning to Zany's in Chicago. It's the grand reopening, the uh, the Zany's on Wells, the legendary room, and it's Friday night at uh, nine o'clock. We'll give you the rules and stuff like that. How are you excited about this gig? Um, I'm super excited. I. I, uh, you know, it's, it's double exciting, right? I get to get back on stage and I get to do it at, uh, at Zany's, you know, I get to go headline Zany's downtown. So it's a super awesome opportunity. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the requirements because obviously there's, there have to be, you know, some restrictions and, and health and safety concerns. Um, all the tickets need to be purchased online at zanies.com. So if you want to get tickets, uh, you got to go to zanies.com because no tickets are available at the door. So all tickets need to be purchased online at www.zanies.com. And some of the other uh, stuff that they are going to enforce, um, the hand sanitizer stations are going to be located throughout the club. Uh, The club will be disinfected between performances. There will be six feet of separation between tables, including patrons and comedians. That's that's going to be a lot different than usually when it is like, like it is at Zany's usually, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normally people write on top of each other. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no cash, so you can't pay with cash. No cash, and uh, they'll have paperless menus. Um, glassware will be washed two times before use. Mandatory temperature checks for the staff. The staff will wear face coverings at all times. Patrons are required to wear a mask to enter the club, and patrons are required to wear a mask when they're not at their seat. So that uh, that seems you know that seems that seems about right. And if everybody just follows the rules, it'll be great. Yeah, it it, lo- it looks like you know it was one of the big things I talked to Bert about when we were coming back was just like you know and he and he walked me through all the guidelines and they're doing everything they can to. You know, to, to allow people to get out for a night and have a good time, but also like feel very, very safe, right? And know that they've got your best interest at heart. And they're actually doing uh, mandatory temperature checks for uh, patrons as well. Oh, they are. So uh, yeah, so for for everybody. So it's just that was just like another avenue of like, okay, you can feel really good and comfortable to be here. And um, you know, for me on the comic side, they're switching out the microphone. Uh, each comic gets their own microphone. Oh, so don't sure. Have to worry about that. Yeah. You know, so it's just there's there's extra added pieces to make sure everybody is safe. So that's that's really important. You know that everyone's taking it seriously, but we also get to get back out and experience a little bit of normal again. Yeah. Now, is there anybody else on the uh, on the show that night? You know, I, I'm sure I'm sure there is. I didn't I didn't get who it was going to okay. be yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I would uh, I would imagine there would be a, a host and a and a middle act called the feature. Yeah, the feature would, act. would go on as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so it, it, it'll be live. It'll be so now, how long has Zany's been closed down? It's been March, right? Yeah, I believe probably like right around St. Patrick's day, uh, was when, when everything had to get shut down. I know my last show was March 11th, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think it was like a week later, everything else had to lock up. Right. Right. Do you have, fa- besides Zany's, do you have favorite places to, uh, to play Vince? You know, I, I love you know the Midwest is just is just turned into a, a fun hotbed of comedy over the past few years. There's a still a lot of great scenes out there, but uh, I love I love going out to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's a club called Doctor Grins out there. That's a lot of fun. 
Um, I love going out to uh, Minnesota, both Minneapolis and Rochester. They each have a really fun club out that way. And I just uh, I really all over, there's, there's a club in Cocoa Beach, Florida called Gregory's Comedy Club. That's a lot of fun. I try and get down there every year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, but, you know, it's, it's also big subject to change you know one bad show and i'll turn my back on that club you know what i mean so it's, uh, <laughs> it's like it's, it's my favorite you know as far back as my memory can go oh yeah i had a good show there last time right so there you go now the, the comedy club in minnesota have you ever played the comedy club in the mall of america i haven't no i, I want to that's on the bucket list it's a very very hard club to get into mm. and minnesota has such a thriving scene that like Unless you're on TV and your name's bringing in the the tickets, it's very very tough to get into. So I have yeah. not done that one. I the because when I, I I went to the Mall of America many many years ago, um, and the the name of the club then I don't know if it's still the same, but the name of the club then was Knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, I think now it's Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Oh, okay. I believe is the one on there. Yeah, there was Knuckleheads and. Uh, I can't remember if Acme was in there as well, mm. um, but yeah, I, I believe it's uh, it's uh, House of Comedy now is the one that's in there. Yeah, some of some of the, some of the uh, names of comedy clubs are just hilarious. You know, if you if you look back, yeah. Knuckleheads cracked me up when I saw that when I saw the name of the place when we were in there. Yeah, no, Knuckleheads there was one in South Dakota I did years ago called Nitwits. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you know, just funny. Yeah, you know? really, really hilarious. Okay. Well, listen, Vince. A, yeah, go ahead. I'll say uh, D- Dennis Miller had a funny joke. Uh, he said, uh, "I'm glad you know. I'm glad to be here in Los Angeles tonight. I spent the the past week down in Alabama playing a small little club called I Don't Get It, <laughs> and it was just a, <laughs> such a Dennis Miller line. But Absolutely, it also sounds like such a real comedy club. Hey, do you do corporate stuff too, Vince? I do. Yeah. Do you like that? Is it? I mean, it's a whole it's a whole different animal. But do do you, do you like it? Um, yeah, the money's good. Yeah, you know, to, to be honest, the money's, yeah. the money's you know, really good. Um, you know, I, I appreciate it for what it is. You know, um, the the more I feel like the longer I'm in the business, the more I mature into the business. You know, when you're younger, it's like I want to do my show. I don't want to be told what to say, what I can't say. Yeah, I want to do what I do. And you know, the the older you get, you, I, you know, I, you know, years ago, just like a paradigm shift of like, no, no, what what am I doing? Like, this is not my show. This is the audience's show. I'm here for them. So. Yeah. You know, like what are the requirements of the night? That's I'm gonna I'm gonna entertain them in those, you know, in the basis of that. I've got plenty of other places I can go to do my stuff. Yeah, you know. So uh, I, I've I've pivoted uh, over the years and I've started to enjoy them. Yeah. Okay. Well, very, very, very cool. And again, I just want to uh, uh, get this out here. All tickets need to be purchased online. It's Friday night at nine o'clock. Live comedy at Zany's on Wells, featuring uh, Vince Carone. Um, they have to be purchased online. The tickets at zanies.com. No tickets are available at the door. So get your tickets online, zanies.com. Also, hand sanitizer stations will be located throughout the club. The club will be disinfected between performances. There will be six feet of separation between tables, including patrons and comedians. No cash. Paperless menus. Uh, glassware will be washed uh, two times before use. Mandatory temperature checks for the staff and for the comedians. And for the uh, for the audience, in fact, staff will wear face coverings at all times. Patrons are required to wear a mask to enter the club, and patrons will be required to wear a mask when they're not at their seat. Uh, for all other details, go to zanies.com. You can get your tickets there. Vince, you have a website that people can check out? 
I do. It's uh, first name, last name, VinceCarone.com. And that's C-A-R-O-N-E. Yep, Car One. Uh, car One, there you go. All right, listen, uh, Vince, uh, uh, break a leg on Friday night, okay, buddy? And thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Okay, take care. Vince uh, Carone, stand-up comedian, and he will be uh, the first act, the first main act, to open up Zanies again for live comedy with those restrictions as well. So if you want to get your tickets, you got to get them online at zanies.com. The show is Friday night, July 10th at 9 p.m., the grand reopening with live comedy at Zanies at 1548 North Wells in Chicago. All right. There we go. Okay. We're going to be talking about life hacks. Uh, we got a story here um, uh, of a woman uh, who reveals that she washes her fruit and vegetables in her dishwasher. And uh, now I want to talk about some of the life hacks that you have. Are there any weird tricks that you do around the house to make things a little bit easier? And we'll uh, we'll talk about this story about the woman who washes her fruit and veg in a dishwasher. We'll do that and then jump into uh, life hacks and also stupid life hacks uh, right here on 720 WGN. Right. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We are live in the Skyline studio here till 4 o'clock. Coming up at 2.30, we always play some classic bits from Johnny Carson. The Johnny Carson Show can be seen every night on Antenna TV, and we always play little bits of comedy from it, whether it's stand-up or a sketch. Uh, And this morning, we are going to play at 2.30, Johnny Carson as Walter Cronkite, (laughs) which I already know is going to be hilarious. Uh, it is Wednesday morning, so at 3.30, we will play a round of Know Your Onion. That's where we get two listeners as contestants on the line. They each uh, play a round. Tom will read a news headline, and you have to figure out whether it is real or from the satirical newspaper, The Onion, because news is weird nowadays. Uh, we're going to be talking about life hacks. What are some good life hacks for you? Weird tricks that you do around the house to make things easier. Um, did your parents have uh, some strange life hacks in your family? 312-981-7200. The news is next, also from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. All right. So uh, here's the uh, here's a story that's gonna you know we're gonna tie it in with this uh, with the life hacks topic, which we uh, want to get to. Is um, a woman explains how she washes her fruit and veg, and everyone is baffled. This is from the UK, because that's why they said veg. I knew immediately it was UK. Whilst most of us simply run our produce under cold running water to rid it of any dirty or creepy crawlies, this woman puts them in the dishwasher. Taking to TikTok. Boy, TikTok is all over the place, huh? That's kind of the thing, man. That's the thing now? I guess so. TikTok? TikTok. All right. How is that different from Instagram? Isn't it kind of the same uh, thing? Yeah, it's videos though mainly. It's it's not they don't do photos and stuff oh. and uh, so you can post short videos of, you know, you doing stupid you doing things. stupid things. Like jumping into a a tank at Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> oh boy. 
So taking to TikTok, the woman explained how she avoids wasting unnecessary time washing the goods by hand, instead opting to put them in the dishwasher for a quick cycle. And we do have to admit that that's pretty unique. To the top tray, she lines up fruit like apples, kiwis, grapes, and avocados. And the bottom shelf, she adds raspberries, tomatoes, blueberries separated by plastic trays, pineapple, melon, alongside of a few other items. Um, then she adds a cap full of distilled white vinegar to the opening where you would normally add your detergent before selecting a light setting uh, and pressing start on the machine. Then before you know it, the cycle is complete and everything has been given a good old rinse. For a few of these items, this might be considered a waste of time as skin uh, will still have the skin on, which you wouldn't eat anyway. Since being shared, the video... uh, has been liked nearly 8,000 times and received dozens of comments. One said, thanks for the tip. This was so much easier than hand washing. And great idea, said a second. Whilst another person suggested, I was also thinking maybe steam your vegetables in there. Uh, But the majority of TikTok users weren't convinced that it was as good an idea as she says. One said, them berries would be everywhere, LOL. Now, um, Tom, are you aware of the that you could steam a fish in your in your dishwasher? I was not aware, but it begs the question: Why would you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> For convenience, I have no idea. Steam a fish in your you, dishwasher? You would take your take the fish. And if I remember this correctly, there's pro- I bet there's just there's got to be like a video or like a recipe online. I've seen it done, uh, and I've seen it done on, on cooking shows as well. You would take the fish, and you, I believe you would wrap it in foil, completely wrap it in foil, and then just stick it in the dishwasher and have it go through a, uh, a, a you know a cycle. And then when it's done, it's it's flaky. I've seen I've seen people do it. You know, the fish ends up being flaky and steamed. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't, uh, you know, call, call me a traditionalist, but I'd prefer to use this appliance I have in my kitchen, usually used for cooking things called an oven. Uh huh. But I do respect the creativity. I'll say that. I respect the creativity and the American ingenuity. Have you ever done that? 312-981-7200. Have you ever steamed a fish in your dishwasher? Because it's become a very popular thing. Popular? Yeah, man. Oh wow, I'm behind the times. On Are you good? You should Google it. I, I am watching a lady do it right now. Yeah. Uh. Oh my god. Yeah. Wrap it in foil. Stick it right in the dishwasher. And what really gets me is that they're they're putting soap in there, like they're doing dishes. <laughs> yeah. And they just happen to also be, you know, cooking a salmon. Yeah. See, it's convenient. You can do your dishes and uh, steam a and steam a piece of fish at the same time. So uh, we're talking life hacks. We're going to get into some uh, some. What, what do you have life hack wise? But also, have you have you ever steamed a fish in your dishwasher? Because I remember, you know, nobody ever even thought about that before. But now it's a thing. I remember the first time I I, I had heard about it and saw you know saw somebody do it on a show. I was like, what? But now it's a thing. Uh, Glenn from Evanston called in with a quick joke. He couldn't stay on the line, but. He wanted me to let you know that it's called a dishwasher, not a fishwasher. Oh, man. Hey. 
Is this working? It is. Was there enough comedy juice to make it happen? Yes. It's a dishwasher, not a fish washer. No, but it's it actually, you know, when I first saw the video, this was years ago. So it's been around a while, Tom. People uh, steaming their fish in the dishwasher. Was Julia Child steaming her fish in the dishwasher? I don't think she was. I think this thing started after after she had either retired or passed. So, and I don't think if she was still alive, she would. Maybe she'd try it. She was adventurous in the kitchen. But uh, it seems to work every you know every time I've seen anybody do it on TV or talk about it, they say yeah. It's, well, then, I mean, but then I guess you could steam your vegetables in there if you just foil them. If you just wrap them up in foil, yeah. Maybe you could make a baked potato. I don't know if that would work. No. No. I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. Baked potatoes need to be dry. That's true. So, hence baked. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. 312-981-7200. We would love to hear from you. Have you ever steamed a fish in your dishwasher? And then we're going to talk about some life hacks. That you might have some tricks that you have around the house or, you know, maybe some tricks that your folks had or your your family. 312-981-7200. We also have stupid life hacks that we're going to get to. Um, and our, our phone line is open and we would love to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Let's, uh, yeah. And, and of course, we're talking about steaming a fish in a dishwasher. If you've ever done it, let's see. Uh, we got some calls coming in. Here's Frank on WGN. Hi, Frank. Hello, Nick. How are you? All right. What do you got? All right. I, when I uh, years ago, when I was like 1920, I was working in a truck stop, and I had predominantly truck drivers with the big rigs, you know, and they'd leave them diesels running. This guy said he used to wrap up a, a small, a, a, like a big T-bone or a porterhouse. He'd season it all up, put it in foil with a little butter and whatever else he put in there. And he puts it on the manifold of his truck. Yeah. Closes the hood. And yeah. by the time he gets <laughs> oh, man, this stuff cooked beautiful. Yeah, no, I've heard that before. I've heard people using, uh, you know, car engines or truck engines to cook stuff. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that before, too. And I, I, I don't know. I want to say that there was like a uh, an episode of um, of some TV show that was dedicated to weirdly prepared foods. Oh really? Yeah. So okay. Yeah, truck driver on yeah, the man. Tr- truck driver with a with a T bone on the manifold. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, Frank. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Have a good one. You Stay too. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Truck drivers out there, you gotta, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're cooking on your uh, cooking on your engine, you ever cook on your manifold? We got a lot of truckers out there. Yeah. You do. You do a fried egg. Yeah. Make an omelet. Yeah. Uh, here's Christina on WGN. Hi, Christina. Hey, Nick. Hey. I wanted to address the issue of uh, Julia Child being adventuresome and pretty disgusting. This goes back a long way when Channel 11 and Black and White had the original Julia Child cooking show on. Yeah. And she had gotten a microwave. She put a live lobster in the microwave. I remember watching the episode. 
It was nasty. Oh, man. My man is right. <laughs> a live lobster in the microwave. A live lobster in the microwave, oh, yes. God. Yes. Times, so t- been- times were different back then. Yes, they were in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man. Okay, a live lobster right. in the microwave. Okay, thanks, Christina. All righty. Okay, bye. bye. That's just... Can't what? believe can't believe they left that out of Julie and Julia. Yeah, I think actually it's on the deleted scenes. <laughs> they've got uh, a live they've got lobster. Meryl Streep just throwing a live lobster in the microwave. And I mean, this you know, if, if it goes back that far, this is like a primitive microwave too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the like an old bulky crazy microwave, the kind that if you stand in front of it for too long, you get radiation. Yeah. Live lobster in a microwave. Jeez. Yeah, Julia Child. What's the worst thing you've cooked in a microwave? What's the worst thing yeah, I cooked in a microwave? Like, like something that you cooked in the microwave that you kind of regretted it. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, if I'm preparing something, I, I use my microwave mostly for either heating up frozen stuff or leftovers. Which I think is how God intended, really. Absolutely. I, I, I've seen, you know, you can, uh, I've seen people prepare toast in the microwave. Well, there's a whole, you know, series of cookbooks dedicated to just, just using a microwave. It's just weird. Okay, we got life hacks talking about here. What are some tricks that you use around the house? 312 981 7200. And we'll do that after the news, which is now. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Live in the Skyline studio, we're here uh, until 4 o'clock, which is every weekday morning. Right, Tom? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, we would love to hear from you, um, because we are here for you. And uh, the phone lines are open, 312-981-7200. If you got any tricks for the household stuff, uh, we call them life hacks. Um. Do you steam your fish in your in your in your dishwasher? Tom, you weren't even aware of that until this morning. No, that was a new one for me. That was uh <laughs> truly uh eye opening stuff. Yeah. People do it. Uh call us up on the uh Team Hockberg phone line. Uh, we want to hear from you. If you've got some life hacks that you would like to share with us or some tricks for household stuff that help you out. Or if your family has them, sometimes you know you, you, your your parents or your family they pass down weird traditions. Yeah, my dad had a really weird life hack. Actually, what was that? He used to do this thing where if he wanted us to do something really quick, he would scream super loud and make sure that he we heard him, and we would do it really quick. <laughs> what he would just yell at you? Yes, an amazing life hack. If you want your kids to be quicker or do something yell faster, at yell at them really loud. Preferably in a Scottish accent, but not necessary. Yeah. I, I don't think that's exclusive to, you, to, to your dad. No, I don't think so either. 
I think a lot of people do that. <laughs> you tell your kids to do something, they don't do it. You just start screaming. Just shout really, really loud. They'll listen. <laughs> um, 312-981-7200. Want to hear from you. Do you got any uh, tricks for some household stuff or some uh, life hacks? Okay, here are some of the stupidest life hacks of all time. And these are accompanied by photos, which I will describe to you. This is from BoredPanda.com. What, the, what, what is BoredPanda.com? I can only guess that it's uh, a group of pandas that create internet content for us to consume. Oh, so the, they're bored, but they're creating internet content. Yes. Uh, okay. Instead of, you know, doing more important things like mating and saving the species. Right. Or being cute and rolling around down a hill. <laughs> you do have an affinity for pandas. You got I love nice them. I, lo- pandas. I love pandas. But, you know, the thing is, it's like, w- 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 weren't we talking about, like, people getting attacked by pandas? Yeah. Or, because as adorable as they are, and I'll be the first to admit, I love watching panda videos. Seriously. I remember Esmeralda Leon, who used to do traffic on the show here. She and I shared some panda videos, and we just watched them and, and laughed our butts off. It's just them eating and then rolling down a hill. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I love pandas. I think they're I think they're they're beautiful, but they are bears. So don't forget that. You know, oh, it's a panda. Let's go pet it. Yeah, next next time you're face to face with a wild panda, oh. and it reminds me of the story we did last week. Or maybe it was earlier this... I don't know. All the days are melding into each other. I don't know what the hell day it is. It's Wednesday, right? It is now, yeah. All right. Um. So Know Your Onion is coming up at 3.30. That's how I know it's Wednesday. When we start doing that segment, then I go, oh, it's Wednesday. Anyway, what the hell was I saying? We're we talking about pandas, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing you were going to tell a story about a, a woman, maybe a woman getting too close to a panda? Well, she got close and she got... Attack, which got uh, bit. Well, there was, uh, I know we talked about a woman who was gored by a, uh, by oh, a bison. Yeah. Or a buffalo. I don't know. Uh, and the other story, I'm trying to remember, we did another goofy animal thing where people were being really stupid about animals. Like, you know, it's a, you know, pandas are adorable. It's a bear. And don't be hanging out with bison. What, what do you... <laughs> You know, you got to respect animals. You got to respect them. You got to respect Mother Nature, man. All right. If you have life hacks and you want to help us out, give us some tips. If you've got some tricks, maybe that your family used to do that you still do, 312 981 7200. Our phone lines are open. All right. Here's this, the stupidest life uh, hacks ever Don't throw out your old doll heads, you can turn them into handy nightlights for your kids. So they have a picture of a mounted uh, doll head, and they put a light bulb inside it, and now, and of course, it looks evil. This would terrify any child. What, what, why? Who keeps old doll heads, unless you're just a weirdo, right? So you got an old doll head, just put a, la- put a, put a, put a bulb inside it and yeah. scare the hell out of your kids. Yeah, cut out the eyes. Make sure you cut out the eyes and put a yeah, and the mouth. The mouth. Yeah. yeah. Are you tired of your kids getting a good night's sleep? Here you go. Doll heads. Or you could do that, you know, if you want to get your kids to do something, instead of yelling at them, turn on a doll head light 
Chatty Kathy says it's time to do yeah. your homework. It's 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 it actually really is creepy. These like eyeless doll heads, creepy doll heads mounted with a light bulb inside. Uh Here's another stupid life hack. And if you guys if you want to share if you want to share your life hack, we would love to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Hey, tired of boiling water every time you make pasta? Boil a few gallons at the beginning of the week and then freeze it for later use. <laughs> and then in the picture, there are a bunch of Ziploc bags. There are 10 Ziploc bags that are filled with water and they're in the freezer. <laughs> Save yourself the time. Pre-boil your water. Oh, man. And they've got comments and stuff like that. Genius. I'll try that today. Save so much time. Uh, Let's see what what some of these other comments. Brilliant. I wonder if one day I could freeze water and use it later as ice. Um, Someone someone named Eyeball says, uh, I am 100% certain that some people would fall for this. Another person's uh, comment is, I just throw my pasta in the hot tub. <laughs> it's fun catching all the noodles when the jets come on. <laughs> oh, man. People are funny. All right. Uh, here's a non-smoker hack that we'll get to, but we're going to break here. Uh, we got more life hacks. If you uh, got some tricks... That you want to share with us, some things that your family used to do or that you do, 312-981-7200. It's Nick DeGilio on WGN. Nick DeGilio, that's me, live in the Skyline studio. We're here until 4. Um, and, uh, yeah, coming up uh, in just a few minutes at 2.30, we always play back some, back some classic Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Tenna TV and then hear a nice chunk of comedy uh, from the classic Carson. And uh, we're going to hear Johnny as Walter Cronkite. Uh, and get ready to call in at 3.30 because the first two uh, people in... Listeners in will be our contestants for another round of Know Your Onion. 312-981-7200. Do you have any tricks or life hacks that you would like to share with us? Um, we're talking, I've got a, you know, a, a, a story here about really stupid life hacks. Um, and uh, let's see. Here's a non-smoker high, uh, hack. Life hack. Don't want to smoke but feel left out when your friends go for a cigarette? Start carrying sparklers instead. Now you'll have a reason to ask them for a light and hang out with them for for a while. <laughs> okay. Here's uh, Rich on WGN. Go ahead, Rich. Hey, Nick. How are you? All right. What's up? Anyway, well, I was about six, 
and I put my galoshes on, and I put my raincoat on, because my sisters were washing the dishes, and it got crazy in the kitchen. And my brother brought in the hose, and I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> so I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. All right, thanks, Rich. All right, you All take right. care, Nick. Take care. I mean, a little crazy in the kitchen. Had to wear his raincoat and his galoshes. Things got out of things got out of got out of, got out of hand. Um, how about this? Eggs are really healthy and should be the foundation of your diet. Don't like the taste? Add cocoa, butter, flour, and bake for thirty minutes. <laughs> oh. Uh, let's see. Here is uh, Robert on WGNA. Robert. Hey, morning, Nick. Hey. A couple quick tricks. Uh, if you want a hard-boiled egg, take a half a cup of water, and you put it into a, in a coffee mug, crack one egg into it, stick it, stick a plate on top of that, put it in the microwave for one minute, pull it out, pull the egg out of the water, put it on your bread, you're done. Ah. That's, one, that's one tip. Next one is the perfect baked potato. Take three baked potatoes or two large ones. You got to rub them in olive oil, not Crisco oil, olive oil. Put those in the microwave for four minutes, turn them four more minutes, and you have perfect baked potatoes. Wow. Without baking them. Okay. I mean, I Try always. It, I, I'm telling I, you, it works. I, I, I always put olive oil on potatoes when I'm baking them. That's just a, you know. Yeah, but a lot of people will puncture their baked potatoes, which destroys. You don't puncture these. See, as soon as you puncture them, you, you just try it. Don't puncture them before you microwave them. Anybody can puncture the huck out of them, and they come out dry. These come out really nice. Four minutes, then another four minutes. And don't right. puncture it. And okay. I promise it won't blow up in the microwave. All right. Thanks, Robert. All right, mate. Take care. Yeah, people people, uh, people puncture, the, puncture the potatoes because they don't want them to blow up in the microwave. That's that's the reason why people do that. Mm-hmm. Well, he stands by it that they won't explode. Your taters won't burst. Well, yeah. Jeez. Um, here's a here's a life here's a life hack for you. This is good advice. You ready for this one, Tom? If you sleep till noon, you only have to pay for two meals instead of three. <laughs> Easy way to save money. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Um, what is it? One of the comments is, if if I do that, I'd have to sleep until 6 p.m. as I could afford only to pay for one meal after getting fired by sleep because of my sleeping schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you, do you eat three meals a day? No, no, I don't. Neither do I. No, I don't. I, two, two, usually two. Two. Yeah. One before I go to bed, one when I wake up. That's it. Yeah. Actually, not even right when I wake up. I I like to do the early bird special at 5.30. Yeah, that's that's probably when I, that's probably the only times I eat too. Before I go to bed and then, you know, I'll have, I'll have, and I don't even eat much um, before I come into work. But yeah, before I go to bed, usually right around Price is Right, I'm eating something. So, do you do you like to have uh, breakfast food before you go to bed when you're when you're sitting watching the prices? It, right? it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Yeah, 
think about it for for you third shifters you're uh you know food food is relative at this point yeah well i always even when i wasn't working you know the third shift i always loved breakfast for dinner mhm it's always been it's always been a thing i thought was awesome you know have some eggs and some bacon at six o'clock at night. <laughs> have an omelet. Yeah, I love to do when I before I go to bed. I love to eat uh, something savory. I don't know. I just I I feel like my work day is done. Mm-hmm. I want to have something nice and savory, even though I've just had something, you know, the dinner food at five thirty the day before. But I'm uh, definitely partial to leftover chili or quesadillas. Hmm. You know what I've. Uh what I've had uh, in my fridge for uh, uh, consistently is my parents go to that place, Noodles. You know that place? Noodle. Like Noodles and Company? I guess it's Noodles and Company, yeah. yeah. There's one, they go to the one like in, um, I guess it's Harwood Heights or something, there's one. And uh, you ever have the chicken noodle soup from that place? I have not. Oh, man, it's good. So I, I've had a few bowls of that in my fridge. Just throw that in the microwave. Love that stuff. All right. uh, Here we go. Life hacks. Stupid life hacks. Or if you have good life hacks, little tricks, 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. Hey, batteries in your dead and your smoke alarm? Just use popcorn as a smoke alarm. When you hear the crackling, grab your popcorn and get the hell out. So you put some, you hang a Jiffy Pop on your on your kitchen wall instead of your smoke detector, and once once it starts popping, you know you're in tr- you know you're in trouble, and you have to get out. <laughs> what a delicious way to save your own life! That is so funny. Um, hey, smell gas at home? Locate the suspected leak by striking a match in every room until the you hear a loud ex- loud explosion and reveals the source of your escaping gas. <laughs> By the way, these are bad life hacks, okay? We do not condone these. Uh, use a snake to hold your pasta easily. The picture has a snake wrapped around a whole handful of pasta. <laughs> do you use different snakes to adjust the number of servings needed is the question. You know, you know, uh, uh, Dan Chagru was, we were talking about, you know, making food and I almost, I, I almost, I almost hit him because we were talking about preparing pasta and he's like, yeah, you got to wait for the, you got to wait for the water to boil. And then that's when you break the pasta in half and throw it into the, into the, into the pot. You don't break, you don't break spaghetti in half. No, no. You don't, you don't no. do that. And you don't say that to an Italian guy. That's how you get whacked. Exactly. I was like, wait a minute, what? He's like, yeah, t- t- so it fits in the pan. I'm like, you, are you kidding me? You're breaking spaghetti in half? No. So That's how you get a, a visit from John No-Nose DeFranzo. Yeah. Hey, you break your pasta in half, man? <laughs> it's against the law. There's a guy over there that just said that you break your pasta in half. I'm going to break your leg in half. I, t- I told Dan, I was like, he can't do that. Yeah, I forbid you from doing that anymore. I hope he took, I hope he took that no, to No, he heart. did. 
Good. He did. He's a smart He's a smart guy. He's a very smart guy. So you can't snap the pasta in half. You throw it in, man. <laughs> God. What's the matter with you? Uh, here's Hillary on WGN. Hi, Hillary. Hi, Nick. Hi. <laughs> this is, this is uh, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania. This is such a goofy show. Thank goodness. Oh, well, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Well, you know what? Also, you know, never, well, it's, it's hard to tell when, you know, pasta is done because you, know, you want it al dente. But right. Well, I throw it against the wall, but it ruins the paint, but it works out. Yeah, no, the the throwing it against the wall is that's a legit thing. Wait, throwing pasta against yeah, the wall? Yeah, it's got to... Everybody has everybody, done that. Everybody throws pasta against <laughs> the yeah, wall. Yeah, you take a strand of pasta out of the boiling water and you throw it against the wall. If it sticks to the wall, it's done. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's all I got to say. Okay, thanks, I, Hillary. I, thanks I for listening. What's your, what's your weather but, like in Pennsylvania? You guys got heat? A heat wave? Uh, oh, brother, oh, we will. We will later on today. Yeah. Well, oh, we... thank goodness. Like, yeah, I got the air AC on, and I'm listening to you and laughing my bottom off. Oh, thank well, so good. Much. Okay, I'll keep it. We'll keep you entertained throughout the morning. Stay cool, okay? Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye, Nick. Bye. Yeah, man. Throwing pasta against the wall. You take a strand of pasta. You take a strand of spaghetti out, out, of, the, out of the out of the pot. Throw it up against the wall. It sticks. It's done. Wow. <laughs> See, I, <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. No, I, be, I believe you. It's just, um, I don't know. I've just, I just know when the pasta is done. Yeah, I just have the like. I don't know. It's uh, well, you, you take you take it out and you bite into it. That's what you do. Well, yeah, that's what I. But people throw it. There are a lot, a lot of people throw it against the wall, and if it sticks, you turn you turn the heat off. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. How do you know when the sauce is done? Do you pour it on the cat, yeah. and if the cat screams, it's done? Yeah. Oh my god! So, all right, I'm going to do that next. Time. I'll throw the pasta. Against throw the, the pasta wall. against the wall. Doesn't really work for shells. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> it's only for it's only for you know linguine, you know, yeah, the spaghetti, str- the strands, of yeah, pasta, yeah, the strand. Boom! Kind. Throw it against the wall because yeah. if you throw a mustachilli against the wall, it's going to bounce off. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, what's the the bow tie for folly? Yeah, you, you know. How would you know that that's ready? If yeah. it if it if it goes with your perfectly with your uh, with your tuxedo, that right. means that it's ready to eat. All right, all right. Uh, we're going to break here. When we come back, we have a classic comedy from Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson Show uh, every night on Antenna TV, and um, we're going to have uh, uh, some vintage Johnny Carson as Walter Cronkite, and that's coming up after we break here. Right. Good morning. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. <laughs> WGN. <laughs> Paul Giamatti possessed me for a second. Um, and we're here until uh, 4 o'clock. Coming up at 3.30... First two listeners who call in at 312-981-7200 will be our two contestants for another round of Know Your Onion. And that's when uh, Tom will read you a news headline, and you have to figure out whether it's real or it's from the satirical newspaper, The Onion. We're talking life hacks right now, but we're going to take a quick break here for some comedy. The Johnny Carson Show uh, runs every night on Antenna TV, and it's awesome. 
and I love Johnny Carson. And we love to play a little bit of uh, classic Carson every morning, whether it be a sketch or some stand-up or an interview. Um, and I, I love Johnny Carson. And so right now we're going to listen to it. We do, we do this right around this time every morning. Um, and uh, we've got Johnny Carson here as Walter Cronkite. As you probably know, tomorrow evening, Walter Cronkite will make his final appearance as anchor of the Evening News, ending nearly 19 years on the job. Walter Cronkite has been constantly voted one of the most trusted and admired men in America. Let's take a look what his final broadcast might be like. The Evening News with Walter Cronkite. Good evening, this is Walter Cronkite. For the past 19 years, I've been sitting at this desk reporting all of the major news stories in the world. Tonight is my final broadcast, and I would like to add one personal note. For God's sakes, knock off that tickety, tickety, tickety sound. Nineteen years of tickety, tickety. And another thing, they don't even give you your own office. I have to sit here in the middle of the studio with these idiots in the background. Why don't you get off the phone and beat it? Get out of here. And what the hell is a broad doing in the newsroom? This ain't the Mary Tyler Moore show. Why don't you go home and bake some brownies? Now, all these years... All of these 19 years, I've done everything the way they told me. Be fair, Walter. Be fatherly, Walter. Be objective. Don't let them know how you feel, Walter. Well, tonight's my final broadcast, and I'm going to do whatever the hell I feel like it. <laughs> the Reagan administration announced its economic package to Congress this past week. Tough... Personally, I think the country is going down the dumper anyway. But after tonight, I'll be out on my boat with a picture of martinis. And when you're half in the bag, the world problems don't seem very important. Now, my bosses here at the network said, Walter, speak in a deep, ponderous, measured tone. I've been doing that for 12,000 new casts. And just once, I'd like to do it like this. Mount St. Helens erupted again. Go to the top, clean off. But that's all, folks. And by the way, I've been doing this broadcast every night at dinner time, and they never let me eat. Well, tonight, I really don't... Think... say I'm the most trustworthy man in America. People have faith in what I say. Okay, trust this. Kids, wet your finger like so. Now go jam that little sucker in the wall socket. Trust, trust your Uncle Walter, it won't hurt a bit. And another thing here with the network, there's no freedom. It's do this, do that. Wear a tie, Walter. Comb your hair a certain way, Walter. 
Well, this is my last night. I'll do it the way I want. <laughs> Never did care for a damn tie anyway. Walter, they said, don't change the hairstyle. How about this? Walter, you're a perfect ten. Barbara Walters isn't the only one with cleavage. Well, it's about time, time to clean out my desk. They wonder what the hell happened to that 18 minutes of tape from Watergate. Few phone numbers here. Jane Pauley. Jessica Savage. Hmm, four stars. <laughs> and here's some of that funny stuff David Brinkley gave me. No wonder he's so mellow. A couple of toots on this and everyone would talk like David. Good evening, I'm David Brinkley. Today, a nuclear power accident leveled Indiana. But who cares? <laughs> Starting tomorrow, this anchor post will be filled by Dan Rather, whom I'm sure will do a bang-up job for a man who's nothing but a big mess of black hair and teeth. <laughs> well, this is it, my last broadcast. You wanted this anchor chair so badly, fella? Pretty boy? Well... The way I was, March 6, 1981. This is Walter Cronkite saying. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> what is a broad doing in the newsroom anyway? Go home and bake some brownies. This isn't the Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> this isn't show. The Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh my God. That's Nin horrible. 1981, man. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Johnny. So funny. Uh, I love playing back that stuff, man. It's just so much fun. It's it's great. 2.30 in the morning just to get a little Johnny Carson. I love it. I hope, my, I hope the listeners like it, too. So, <laughs> you know who I know loves it? Tracy Butler. Our good friend Tracy Butler from uh, uh, ABC News. Boy, she's going to be busy doing weather reports next few days. I wonder if she'll just set the map on fire and yeah. just say, "Yeah, here's a here's what it's here's a seven day forecast." Here's a thermometer; it's going to explode. Yeah. All right, uh, more comedy classics from Johnny Carson. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow, two thirty a.m. And uh, again, you can watch the Johnny Carson show every night on Antenna TV, um, and you need to because it's just great. So. Um, okay, we are talking about stupid life hacks. Do you have any good life hacks that you would like to recommend? Those little tricks that get you through the day or get you through uh, your household stuff? 312-981-7200. How about this one? Stupid life hacks. You ready? Hey, if your car is making an unsettling noise, just turn up the radio until it disappears. <laughs> I 
And then uh, the first comment is, don't laugh. I do that. I do that if I need to uh, focus on something in the car, you know, where it's just like... If it if it's raining real hard, have you ever done this? Where it's where if it's raining real hard, you got the the wipers are just blaring, yeah. blah blah blah. You turn down the radio like it's going to help yeah, you see. Yeah, better. yeah, no, that's true. I've done that. I've done that. I just I'll, I'll tell you something though, man. Um, I think driving in a bad rainstorm is worse than driving in snow. Yeah, I think it's worse. I I really do. I think it's. I even think it's more dangerous. Now, granted, there'll be ice and stuff on the on the roads when it's snowing and things like that, and that's really dangerous. But, you know, if you slow down a little bit, it, you know, you slow down your vehicle, you know, when it's snowing, mm-hmm. you can be safer. Just go slow. You slow down when it's when it's pouring out, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Just, it, 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 it doesn't matter. Is there is there any feeling uh, worse in the world in a car than when you hydroplane? Oh. Like, ju- just that temporary loss yep. of control. Where yep. it's just... It's terrifying. You just hold on and really just buckle down, hope that you can hold on yep. while you hydroplane. It is the worst feeling in the yep. world. It certainly is. All right, here's some more stupid life hacks. You ready for this one, Tom? Hit me. When cutting bagels in half, put your finger through the stabilization hole to keep it steady. <laughs> <laughs> the picture is hilarious too. It's a guy. It's a guy who's got his finger through the through the bagel, and he's cutting through the bagel, and he's like one, He's like a, a a couple of centimeters away from chopping his finger off. I always I always hate getting not pre cut bagels. I need those pre cut. Yeah. So you don't buy like Lenders bagels or anything? And no, not really. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a big bagel guy. I like bagels. They're fine. Yeah. But if I do get bagels, I need those pre-cut. I I have the hand-eye coordination of a blind mouse. I um, there used to be when I lived in Andersonville. I, mean, I can't remember the name of the chain. The name of the chain of, of the bagel shops. Einstein Brothers. Yeah, is that what it was? Was it Einstein? Yeah, I think it I was. Mean, Einstein. How, how big is it? Like, was it a big chain? Because Einstein Brothers are kind of everywhere. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. What's the logo for Einstein look like? Uh, it's two dudes like looking through. Oh, a bagel. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's that. That was it. So Einstein's bagels used to be on Clark Street, right by my right by my apartment in Andersonville. I went there every day. They do a they do a good bagel. Went there every day. You know they do good bagels at Dunkin' Donuts too. They do bagels there. Yeah, well, I guess so. They're in the yeah. business of and they have bagel sandwiches is. too. You can get like a breakfast sandwich on a bagel. Yeah. I there was a place it, it unfortunately closed, which is really sad. It was an Ethiopian coffee place. It was amazing. The best they had co- bagels there. Yeah, they do bagels and locks at an Ethiopian place. Yeah, it was like they they it was just the coffee. The coffee beans were from Ethiopia, and, oh. the, and the owners I believe were also from Ethiopia. And it was it was the richest, most beautiful coffee I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, so good. But they did a bagel and locks. It was right across from my apartment. Oh man. <sighs> Um, unreal. Yeah. We get it almost every night. And when that moon gets a big and bright, it's supernatural delight. Every border was dancing. 
Tracy Butler just posted on my Facebook page. Um, yeah, yeah, you know I love the Carson stuff. And yes, the weather is going to be just the way you like it, hot. And then there's an image <laughs> There's an image that she put, like a little meme thing, yeah. that she put of a guy sitting in his refrigerator surrounded by fans with the cat on, on the roof <laughs> of the fridge. And he's like typing on his computer with a long straw filled with water. Oh, boy. <laughs> Where'd she get that photo of you? Uh, just how you like it, hot. Oh, boy. Be sitting in my fridge later. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Thank you, Tracy. Um, All right. So we're talking about these stupid uh, stupid life hacks. Now, if you, we, if we would love to get some good ones that you, you know, some some tricks or some life hacks that you found to work. Um, You know, like we heard about the baked potato in the microwave hack and stuff that, uh, stuff that works and in your household 312-981-7200 all right we'll get back to the to the dumb ones from boardpanda.com okay how about this one fill your arms with puppies so no one can ask you for help <laughs> and the, the 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 drawing here is a guy holding three puppies in his arms and someone looking at him like for help uh the first comment says, hey, that sounds like a nice hack. Um, here's a uh, another pro tip for you. These, again, are from BoardPanda.com, which are the stupidest life hacks ever. Um, here's a pro tip for you, Tom. If you stir coconut oil into your kale, it makes it easier to scrape into the trash. <laughs> I like kale. Uh, it's fine if it's in a if it's in a mix, you know, mix of other greens. I like, you know, like, you yeah. know what? Uh, years ago, mm-hmm. Dave Ennett. I don't know if it was his birth because Dave Ennett's birthday is this month. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was this this his birthday or something a special occasion. Might have just been Valentine's Day because Orion used to come in, you know, to the studio, right? And we would, and I would hang out for the fir- like the first half hour of Cochran's show, and uh, so I would be there. And Dave, who I, I love, Dave Ennett, man. I, oh, he's I just, mean, he's, he's just he's the best, man. He, he's such a pro, and he's so good at what he does, and it's great. You know, when I used to get to work with him, it, it, it was just great. Him and Mary, I miss Mary too. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, uh, um. Orion went to the God. What's the name of that chocolate shop? Richmond, in Richmond. Oh, um, Andersons. 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 Exactly. Oh, okay. God, I love Andersons. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. So Andersons is not far from where Orion lives. Sure. So he went in to Andersons and got Dave chocolate covered kale, <laughs> and we all tried it. We all tried it. I liked it. So did Dave. And Everyone again. Else. It it doesn't hurt that it was covered in Anderson's chocolate. Well, yeah, I mean, you could cover a lot of things. You could cover in a shoe in Anderson's chocolate; it would be good. <laughs> I'd eat that off a flip flop. Um, having a crappy day. Put on sunglasses. Now you're having a crappy evening. <laughs> <laughs> And someone's the first comment is, this made me burst out laughing. That's funny. 
That is funny. Um, <laughs> the picture here is why I'm laughing. Fill a rubber glove with warm water and put it on your hand when you feel lonely. <laughs> The picture, by the way, has somebody with a you know a rubber glove filled with water, and there's a little smiley face on the glove. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious! All right, here's Rob on WGN. Hey, Rob. Hi. Uh, I have a life hack that uh, my brother witnessed. Uh, my uh, teenagers they actually tried it. Uh, there was there was a, uh, the kid in the neighborhood. His name was Marco, and Everybody would hang out at his, at his house, <clears throat> and um, you know, just uh, not 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 the best behaved kids in the world. And and uh, people were dead in his mailbox. He had one of those mailbox mailboxes out at the street. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> somebody, let, let's just say his name was Brian. <laughs> they, they they said, uh, "Hey, Marco, I got I got a way to straighten out the dents in your mailbox." And, and he was interested, in, and so Brian said, yeah, put this uh, M80 in there and light it, close the door. And so, so he did it, and Uncle took the M80, lit it, closed the door, and everybody ran, and he goes, what's everybody running for? Did he not know what an M80 was? <laughs> he, he knew it was a firecracker, but, but, but he said, what's everyone running f- uh, for? Uh-huh. And I, and my brother said the, the mailbox uh, blew up like in a cartoon. Every panel of it went away, you know, yeah. in, the, in the direction away from the center of the mailbox. And the door just um, the door just uh, fell down and went near, 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 near. Yeah. Like, it was like out of a cartoon. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> so it straightened that's, out the dents. It did straighten out the dents. That's it. It's, that's true. <laughs> nice story. Nice and dangerous there, Rob. Thanks, buddy. Uh, all right. All right. No take problem. care. Throw a throw a M eighty into your mailbox. That'll straighten everything out. Um. All right. Let's see. If you want to get wrinkle, you want to get rid of wrinkles fast. <laughs> if you want to get if you want to get rid of wrinkles fast. Just get bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> and the picture is somebody like in a hospital bed and their hand is regular and it's wrinkly and the other one is completely swollen and no one with no wrinkles. <laughs> uh, I'll throw the, I'll throw out a good one here. I used to do this all the time in college because uh, I had a I, I, I had a detached um what was it like laundry and everything like that it wasn't in unit yeah I'm same here i got we we have ours i got to walk through the courtyards in the basement yeah and i was uh i was too much of an idiot to know how to use an iron um so if i wanted to get wrinkles out of my clothes what do i do is just hang up my shirts put them uh in the bathroom and run yeah, the shower run the wheel shower. out yeah it was it was the best that it or, works it does yeah. it does or uh now what i like to do still an idiot don't know how to use an iron too well so you wet a T-shirt, and you put the clothes that need the wrinkles out in the dryer. Yeah, yep. You throw the wet T-shirt in yep, there, works. boom. Yep, those are good every, hacks. Every those time. Are, those are good hacks. They absolutely work. Absolutely work. I told you that my brother-in-law was, w- w- loved ironing. Yeah. 
Yeah, you guys sitting around pantsless. Pantsless on my on my <laughs> wedding day. And Ryan doing all the ironing. We're just walking around with no pants on. What a nice guy, Ryan. Yeah. Good for him. He's a good guy. I miss him as my brother-in-law. He's a guy I miss I miss actually I miss her her mother too. Mm. I got I got along famously with my mother-in-laws. I know that there are a lot of mother-in-law jokes out there, but I've had two I had two mother-in-laws and I got along really well with them. In fact, I got along better with them than their daughters. <laughs> Why don't you just marry them instead? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. We're going to do more uh, ridiculous life hacks. Some of these are absolutely, the rattlesnake one is hilarious. Uh, and if you want to jump in with real ones that are helpful, 312-981-7200. And we'll continue uh, after the news, which is happening right now. Hey, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories of beautiful downtown Chicago. Um, and uh, we're here until uh, 4 o'clock. And then we go over to Bradley Place, the TV side of WGN, and get some great news from them. And then the the one and only, the great Bob Surratt, will uh, start at 5 for your morning drive. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. If you have some good life hacks or some tricks that you'd like to share with us for around the household. Um, we would love to hear uh, from from you. And also coming up at uh, 3.30, it's another edition of Know Your Onion. Every Wednesday at 3.30 in the morning, um, um, we get a couple of uh, listeners on the phone. They each play around. Tom will read a news headline, and you have to guess whether it is real or from the satirical comedy newspaper, The Onion. The news is very weird now, and sometimes it's hard to tell the real from the fake so uh, 312-981-7200, and we'll do that at 330. Right now we're talking about life hacks, and if you've got some good ones that you would like to share, some tricks or life hacks that you've been doing, um, uh, 312-981-7200. Also, we've got some terrible ones here that we can share. Here's one. Uh, Want to turn your drink? Oh, i got to sneeze. Hold on. Oof. That'll clear your sinuses. My brains came out on that one. Um, hey, you want to turn your drink into diet? No problem. Just push this button, and it's the the lid that you get like at McDonald's when you can just press diet. You can press indent, indentation, you know, for the little buttons that are on yeah. to identify what your drink is in case it's like a Coke versus a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. You can't tell the difference. But, yeah, just hit the diet thing, the diet button. It'll work. Instant diet. Is there any worse soda than Diet Coke? Um, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't I like. Mean, it's been I years. Don't, I don't like diet stuff. Yeah, diet soft drinks. No, it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Really? Yeah. If you're gonna drink, if you're gonna drink a pop, you got to drink just re- drink the regular thing. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't, I don't do caffeine. Right. Exactly. But every once in a while, I'll have Seven Up or a Sprite. And um, I like both of those drinks. Ginger ale, too. I forgot. Ginger yes, I, I, I really enjoy a good ginger ale. So, a little Canada Dry. Yeah, Canada Dry is great. There you go. Schweppes. I'm not not a big fan of the Schweppes. Really? Uh, it's it's fine. Oh, I like it. Give me a Canada Dry. Whenever I eat at the Gale Street Inn, I get a ginger ale, and they have the little bottles of Schweppes. So, 
it doesn't come out of a gun. You know what I mean? You know, my uh, my dad was driving down the highway one time and saw a, a sign that said, uh, drink can to dry. So he bought a ticket to Ottawa the next day. Uh-huh. Okay. You drank your Henny Youngman juice this morning, I see. Got a nice little cup of it. Uh, 312-981-7200. Our phone lines are open, and that is the Team Hawkbird phone line, in fact. And if you would like to uh, jump in with your life hacks that you recommend, some good tricks, give us a call. All right, now we're back to the stupid life hacks. Are you ready for another one? Oh, this is nice timing. Considering I just sneezed. It says, add a touch of magic to your cold by putting glitter in your mouth before you sneeze. Uh, Have a very fabulous sneeze. If your phone screen is too small, put it in water, and it will magnify by the screen by 200%. (laughs) The picture is a a phone in, in, in the... In a, in a glass of water. Uh, and then the first the first comment is, uh, how come I never thought of this? Uh, use this tip to save your money. My nephew is turning four today, but since money is tight, we're just not going to tell him. <laughs> we're not going to tell him. Uh, hey, sink full of dirty dishes? Visitors imminent? Put some clean dishes in the dish rack. Now it looks like you're working on it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And uh, the first comment is, yeah, you know, actually this isn't a bad tip. Okay, don't be afraid to use public bathrooms ever again. Here's a bathroom tip. You ready, Tom? Going number two, discreetly cover up your poop sounds by continually shrieking at the top of your lungs. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the first comment says sobbing works too. You know, public uh, bathrooms... um, I always just kind of, like, if someone comes in, I always just kind of wait if I'm in a stall to continue. <laughs> Your secret shame. Yeah, just wait till wait till somebody leaves and then let loose. <laughs> let loose? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you tried coughing. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well, that I do that to let people know I'm in there. Yeah. You know? Just maybe, <clears throat> you know, so you know, yeah, there's somebody else in here. Buddy. Yeah. I'm always, uh, can, can I honestly tell you my great paranoia? What is your great when, paranoia? When using the stall. Uh, that <laughs> someone's going to look down, I'll be in the stall, and they'll see my shoes. And then after they leave the bathroom, they'll wreck, you know, they'll see me later. And oh, I, and when my you walk shoes, out, yeah. And they'll be like, that guy hey, just pooped. That guy was just pooping in yeah. there. I never or even thought of, my, of that before. I know, right? And now you're going to think about that yeah. every time you go. There's going to be some guy. I've never even thought about that. You recognize the person's shoes. You're just be like, hey, man, I think Tom was just pooping he, in that there. That guy was just pooping. 
I hope he washed his hands. <laughs> um, how about this? A slice of red onion in your DVD drive is an all-natural way of protecting your computer against viruses. A picture of a thin slice of red onion being stuck in the side of a computer. <laughs> hey, by the way, we have a fantastic bathroom up here. It's very, very well clean. It's clean and it's private, too. It's just one toilet, you know, door locks, nice and clean. You got privacy. Yeah. Although someone keeps their toothbrush in there. Uh, uh, I noticed that. Yeah. It's in the closet with the toilet paper. Yeah, is. it's it's away It's not from... like next to the sink, yeah. you know. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, on the on the toilet. No, the t- that toilet doesn't have a tank. Yeah, it doesn't have the tank. It's just a yeah. regular straight from the wall. But, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, I wonder who uh, keeps their little travel-sized bottle of Crest here. Yeah. Someone's a little bit nervous about having bad breath. And it has the motion detector uh, paper towel thing. Which is just a miracle of modern I love that thing. I don't think even Gene Roddenberry could have predicted that. (laughs) And that guy thought that there was going to be, you know, giant spaceships. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm I'm glad we described our bathroom to... uh... To the to the people getting up this morning. Sometimes you just got to give them a little little peek behind the uh, the curtain there. Yeah, let them know that it's we're a, all it's people. a it's a terrific bathroom, fantastic bathroom. Yeah, and well, we have bathrooms outside of our offices, and those have stalls and yeah. urinals and stuff. But have with the towel dispenser, it is annoyingly like chest height. You know, it, it oh, should be yeah, taller yeah. than you, kind yeah. of, or at least a little bit about your head height. This one's chest height, so for I'm six foot four. I have to bend. I have to bend over just to get you know towels. paper towels for yeah. my hands. I don't have to worry about that. I'm five eight. Yeah, <laughs> king of the lollipop guild. Exactly. Over here. Somewhere beyond the sea. Somewhere waiting for me My lover stands on golden sands And watches the ships yeah. that go sailing somewhere Tom, didn't you think that uh, Kevin Spacey was too old to play Bobby Darren? When did Kevin Spacey play Bobby Darren? Oh, uh, 15 years ago? He directed the movie, too. Never even saw it. Um, it's called Beyond the Sea. I remember seeing it. It's not a terrible movie, but he's way, he was way too old to be playing Bobby Darren. I was like, what? what? But he, he, he co-wrote and directed the movie, so he can cast anybody he wants. But yeah, I remember watching it being completely distracted by how, how old Kevin Spacey looked. Because Bobby Darren was really young. Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey was like in his 40s when he made that movie. That is definitely too old for Bobby Darren. Absolutely. But if, well, again, it wasn't a terrible movie. I think Kevin Spacey did a nice job directing it. But uh, there you go. All right. Uh, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. In just a few minutes, we're going to play another round of Know Your Onion. We'll get two, uh, the first two people calling in, and uh, they will be the contestants. Tom will read some headlines, and you have to guess whether they are real or from the newspaper, uh, satirical newspaper, The Onion.
And you'll win things. That's You like to win things. All right. <laughs> Back to some uh, really terrible life hacks. But if you have good ones, tricks that you've used, 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. All right. Here's a, a bad uh, life hack. You ready for this one? To maximize horsepower on the highway, shift from fifth gear to R for racing. Uh-huh. That's that's really solid advice. Um, <laughs> if you put your wipers up, parking inspectors are unable to give you a ticket. You know, people do that in the winter, so the... The, the blades don't stick to the, because uh, the ice, the blades don't stick to the windshield. I always think it looks weird when the blades are, when the windshield wipers are out like that. My parents do that, though. It works. But you can't get a ticket, though. <laughs> no. I can't give you a ticket. They're just going to look at it and be like, oh, God. Yep. They foiled me again. How about this? You can retread tires easily with a Sharpie. <laughs> It's a picture of a guy with a sharpie drawing, drawing a, a, a retread on uh, on tread on the tires. Let me throw out a good life hack. This is a actually useful one. Uh, you can fix holes in furniture with ramen. What? Yeah, you can cook the ramen, and in in like so if there's like maybe a hole in your desk or something, you punctured a hole in your desk. You can actually cook ramen, and it'll heart you know. It'll harden, and you can use it to fill the hole. I've seen it happen. It's crazy. That's just weird, right? All right. All right. Dress for the weight you want, not the weight you have. There's this very fat guy wearing a shirt that's about five times too small for him, and his belly is just hanging out. But that's the idea. Put you in a better mindset. Um, and the first comment says, uh, that must be the most horrible tip of all. And the scary thing is, some people really seem to take that one to heart. Yeah, it's true. I've seen a lot of people who are wearing clothes that are much too uh, small or tight for them. Hey, having trouble uh, finding a parking spot? Turn on your hazard lights to make yourself immune to traffic laws and then park wherever you want. What? <laughs> These are great pieces of advice, I must say. Um, and someone commented, in Italy it works. You don't have a flashlight on your phone? Take a picture of the sun and use the photo to find your way in the dark. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, when all the cups are dirty and you're too lazy to clean one, uh, and they've got a uh, a red bell pepper with the top cut off and uh, uh, filled with tea. <laughs> um, Uh, let's see. Uh, saves hundreds instantly. Save a fortune in Christmas presents by falling out with your friends and family. Lay the groundwork now so it doesn't look like it's about presents. 
Um, I know people. I know people who have broken up with people like right before their birthdays or right before the other person's birthday. They broke up with them right before Christmas or right before their birthday, so they didn't have to buy them a gift. This tiny tool uh, can make any pair of headphones wireless, and it's a wire clipper. <laughs> oh man. In an awkward, uncomfortable situation, just moonwalk away. People will think you are walking towards them. But in fact, you are leaving. <laughs> uh, if only you could moonwalk. Yeah, that's, I've seen people do that in real life. Coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, no, it's cool. It's cool. I vividly remember the first time Michael Jackson did it on that 25th anniversary Motown special. I mean, everybody's minds were blown. Like, it wasn't a big enough year for Michael Jackson that year. You know? Then he busts out the moonwalk, and everybody on the planet goes nuts. Yeah, it was on the 25th anniversary Motown special during Billie Jean. And I remember the crowd reaction was absolutely insane. And people around the world who were watching it were like, what did he just do? Yeah, and I've seen people do the moonwalk. It's pretty fun. Someone who works here can do it. I can't remember who it is. Bob Surratt. Bob Surratt. He can moonwalk. <laughs> I'd love to see Bob Surratt moonwalk. I would. You know who else I'd love to see moonwalk? Ennett. Dave Ennett. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, you know, my birthday is not for quite a while. It's not till November. Right. But uh, I'm going to just gonna throw it out there to those guys if for my birthday one of you could just hit me with a moonwalk somewhere on the on the station that'd be a very lovely gift yeah that'd be a very lovely gift and i mean if you're you know you if you're not if you know because we're not here when other people are here you know we're here when the when the offices are empty so have them video it and send it to you since they're going to be here during the day, and they're not here at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 in the morning with us. Yeah. 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 I do think Bob Sorok can moonwalk, though. Yeah, I would bet he can. I think Bob Sorok can do just about anything. Bob Sorok can fly. He can fly. Bob Sorok can fly. <laughs> his lasers come out of his eyes. Yeah. He's a superhero. Here's another piece of advice. You ready for this life hack? If you're in a rush in the morning, remember to save some time by having breakfast while cleaning your teeth at the same time. So instead of using butter on your on your toast, use Colgate. <laughs> or put butter on your toothbrush. Yeah. And don't forget, uh, you know, you can always just uh, rinse out your, you know, your toothpaste with orange juice. Oh, God. That's the worst. That is the worst, man. The first comment here, by the way, of this one, somebody wrote, is bacon the floss? Because you can count me in. (laughs) Yeah, uh, orange juice uh, after you brush your teeth. No. Big no-no. You know know how they have these fake uh, bad flavors of Lay's potato chips? They have, one of the flavors is, (laughs) one of the flavors is um, orange juice after brushing your teeth is one of the flavors. Oh, God. Orange juice and crest. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Terrible. All right. Uh, Okay, here's the deal. Phone lines are open. Want to win some prizes? Want to answer some questions about news headlines? Want to know your onion? 
Call right now. 312-981-7200. The first two people in will be our contestants for today. So you got to know your onion. Tom will quiz you some news headlines. If you can guess whether they're real or from the onion, you get a majority of them, you win. Phone lines are wide open. First two people in, 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. Call right now. First two people in will be our contestants, and you can win some stuff here. So phone lines are open, 312-981-7200. Call right now, and we'll get the first two contestants on uh, uh, right now to play a little Know Your Onion. 312-981-7200. Call now. All right, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN, live in the Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. So we still have a line open. We only have one contestant so far, and we need two. So do you want to win free stuff? (laughs) That might be an incentive to call right now, 312-981-7200. We still have a slot open for our second contestant. So get in there right now and call at 312-981-7200. We'll play a round of Know Your Onion. Um, and uh, first person through right now will be our second contestant. So 312-981-7200. Nick DeGilio here. We're here until uh, 4 o'clock. Every Wednesday morning at 3.30, we play a round of Know Your Onion, and uh, we're getting our our two contestants ready to go right now. So the idea is, uh, you know, The Onion is a satirical fake comedy newspaper, and the idea here is Tom will feed you a news headline and you have to figure out whether it's real or it's from The Onion. And uh, those are your two answers. And if you get the majority of them correct, you are our winner. Okay, do we have our two We have two contestants now? All right, we're ready to go. Let's go to Dave on WGN. Hey, Dave. Hey, Nick. Hey, you know The Onion? I, I, I do. Okay. All right. So you just have to figure out whether these news items are real or from The Onion. Would you like me to introduce the band? Yeah, let's do it. It's time to Know Your Onion! There it is. One of the finest bands in late night. All right. Happy belated, happy belated birthday, by the way. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Yesterday, right? It was two days ago, July 6th. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, uh, thanks, Dave. Here we go. Tom, are you ready to uh, test our friend Dave? Yep, let's do this. All right. All right, Dave. Let's go to your first headline. Man caught speeding was actually fighting a deadly snake with a knife in Australia. Is that real or is that the onion? Fact. All True, right. real. Very good. Of course it is. It's Australia. <laughs> that's you, gotta, right. you, have, you have to fight snakes constantly in Australia. I think that's you learn that at a very young age. Two. <laughs> yeah, that's that's preschool. <laughs> uh, police hear plenty of wild excuses when they pull a person over for speeding, but one Australian man's real story might be a cut above the rest. The 27-year-old man identified police <laughs> identified by police only as Jimmy. <laughs> says he used a knife and a seatbelt to fight off a deadly brown snake that had coiled around his leg while he was driving a truck in Queensland, Australia on June 15th. 
Police pulled him over after clocking the vehicle at 123 kilometers an hour. But they let him go after they heard his incredible story and saw the dead snake that proved it. How did the snake... Was the snake in the truck? Yep. You can't even drive a truck without a snake being in it in Australia? Nope. That's completely insane. (laughs) All right. Good job, Dave. You got one right. Here we go. All right, Dave. Your next headline... Bus stop ad offering $500 for fresh humans. Is that real or is that the onion? Repeat that last. Sure. Bus stop ad offering $500 for fresh humans. Onion. Let's see. Very good. Yeah, that's the onion. Good, Dave. All right, Dave. Two in a row. You get one more, and it's a clean, clean sweep. All right. It pays to have insomnia sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Here's your next headline. Ohio Ice Cream Shop asks customers to stop yelling at teenage employees about masks. Is that real or is that the onion? Onion. Let's see. No. Oh, that's real. That's very real. Absolutely real. Yes. Uh, Angela Brooks was at her wit's end when she took to Facebook at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. I've been trying not to say anything, but this is getting out of control. Stop yelling at these young girls. Stop slamming doors. Stop swearing at them and making a scene. The young girls she's referring to are the teenage employees of Mootown Creamery, which include her own daughters and have been called paranoid, anti-American, and other expletives by customers upset at the state's requirement that employers and employees wear face coverings. They're yelling at them for wearing face coverings? Yes. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Uh, Just relax. Uh, relax, people. Leave the kids alone. They didn't do geez. it. It's not their fault. Oh, and you should be wearing a mask anyway. <laughs> no, true. seriously. Yeah, you should, everybody should be wearing a mask when they go out. That's it. All right. Dave, uh, you missed one here, but you can still get another one and win. Here All right. Dave, your next headline, Adidas unveil, unveils new line of soccer stuff. Is that real or is that the onion? Real. Let's see. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 No, nope, that, that, that's the onion. That was the onion, Dave. That was the onion. <laughs> you started out strong, Dave, uh, but... It all only, comes down to this. You only got one more chance. Here we go. All right, Dave, your next headline, Nigeria's anti-corruption boss arrested for corruption. Is that real or is that the onion? Real. Let's see. And he comes through with the jackpot. Good job. Good job. Uh, Let's hear the details on that one. Sure thing. The chairman of Nigeria's anti-corruption agency, the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, has been arrested by officials of the Department of State Services on the orders of the uh, country's attorney general. He was arrested arrested on Monday and detained by the National Security Agency for participating in corruption charges. All right. There you go. Anti-corruption. That would be uh, irony. (laughs) Irony for 500 out. That's exactly right. Uh, Dave, nice job. You got yourself a $75 gift certificate from Green Tea hey, Home man. from Green Tea Home Services. While you're spending so much time at home, take advantage of Green Tea Carpet Cleaning Service, air duct purification, and garage door maintenance. Call 800-5-GREEN-TEA or go to greenteaservices.com. Dave, hold the line, okay? All right, thank you, uh, yeah, Hang on. Hold on. There we go. All right, we ready for our next uh, contestant? Yes, sir. Terry on WGN. Hi, Terry. Hey, guys. Hey. All right. You know The Onion, right? Yes, I do. Okay. All you got to do is identify the news headline as being real or from The Onion, and you win. 
All right, we ready, Tom? <laughs> All right, Terry. Your first headline, FBI agent desperately trying to remember why they have a file on Eugene Levy. Is that real or is that the onion? That's real. Let's see. No. The FBI does not have a file on Eugene Levy. (laughs) I had to get away from the microphone and cover my mouth. Thank Um, you. Oh, God, that's funny. That is hilarious. That's actually one of my favorite headlines that we've had. That's on a this good one. one. That's a good one. Oh, God, that's funny. All right, uh, Terry, you got one wrong. Two more, and we got to uh, say goodbye. All right. Terry, your next headline, lit up Empire State Building covered in layer of thick moths. Is that real or is that the onion? Moss, M-O-S-S. Yeah, let me let me uh, let me read that to you one more time. Lit up Empire State Building covered in thick layer of moths. Moths, as in bugs? Yes. Got it. Okay. Is that real or is that the that's, that's real. Well, let's see. No, God, no, God, please, no, 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 no. No, there is so. not a thick layer of moths. Wow. All right, Terry, that's two wrong in a row. One more, and you 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 don't win. I got it. All, All right. right. Your uh, next headline, Terry. Ding dong, four-foot rat snake rings Kansas man's doorbell. Is that real or is that the onion? I, my fortune has got to be reversed here. I'm going real again. Let's see. Excellent! Wait. Yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's real? That's 100% real. And it's Kansas? Yeah, Kansas. A rat snake. Let's, let's get the details here. Uh, the advantage of having a doorbell camera connected to a phone oh. is that the user can see who's at the door. Usually. A Kansas man got a big surprise when he saw motion on the camera at his Overland Park fo- home. A four-foot rat snake. Oh. Kyle Crane told KMBC he did not know what was ringing his doorbell. Figuring it was a lizard, he went outside to investigate. Not what I expected, Crane said. It's a rat snake just hanging out on my doorbell. I thought it was a lizard. I saw some motion, and I was wondering how it got out here. Then I come out here, and I see we have a snake. Good Lord. I just love love the headline. Ding dong. (laughs) Good Lord. Now, where is Terry at? How many has he got? You got right. one right, two wrong, he's got right? One right, two wrong. Okay, so Terry, he's gotta, still got to get into. You got to get two more right here. Okay. All right, Terry. Your next headline. Let's see here. Uh, Forty thousand pounds of pork roasted when big rig catches fire in San Diego. Is that real or is that the onion? That's the onion. Let's see. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait a minute. What? Yes, that's right. 40,000 pounds of pork got roasted when a big rig caught fire. Uh, It was hauling the raw meat westbound on Interstate 8 in the community of Lakeside on Monday, authorities said. Lakeside fire officials said the big rig's brakes overheated, sparking the fire, which spread to the tires and then to the semi-trailer. Thankfully, the driver was not injured. The pork, on the other hand, was delectable. Oh, my God. All right. All right, Terry. Uh, what do we got? He's got to get one more right, right? 
Is it, no, you got that one. Uh, you got that one wrong. Oh, oh, so you're out. Okay, Terry. You, we are going to give you a prize anyway, though. Um, we're going to give you a $25 gift certificate to Mykonos Greek Restaurant, family owned and operated for 40 years in Niles. Enjoy the best Greek food in the north suburbs, or carry out and delivery for an outdoor patio experience. Order at GreekRestaurantsChicago.com or call eight four seven two nine six six seven seven seven. Hold on, Terry. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank okay, you. Okay, buddy. Hold on. All right, Terry will hang on the line, and uh, there we go. So that was fun. It is uh, every uh, every Wednesday morning at three thirty. We uh, we do know your onion. We'll do it again next week. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Getting ready to wrap up the show here. We're here till 4 o'clock, and then we'll head over to the, to uh, Bradley Place for TV side of WGN and get some early morning news from that great team. And then the one and only Bob Surratt will be your uh, your host for the morning drive starting at 5. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. And uh, we're talking about some some really goofy and stupid life hacks. Uh, which are little tricks or treat you know little uh, tricks that you can do around the house. All right, here's another stupid one. You ready for this one? Tear a strip off of plastic cups to make a convenient handle. <laughs> the, <laughs> the picture is it's uh, it's somebody tore the strip off the side of the cup, obviously leaving you know a slice in the in the cup, and it's a red uh, red solo cup. Isn't there a song called Red Solo Cup? Yeah, it's one of those uh, country songs, country right? songs, yeah. man. Um, here, use this if you don't have any friends. Cut bread into a hand shape so that you can high five it when it pops up in the toaster. If you're lonely, <laughs> if you're jonesing for a high five. Uh, are you not disabled? Put one of these on your car to use disabled parking whenever you like, and it's the BMW logo. (laughs) Um, Always take random pills you find sitting around. Drugs aren't cheap, so you really can't afford not to. (laughs) Just take random pills. Uh, use condoms as homemade waterproof socks. And then there's a person who has a condom stretched over their, over their foot for the picture. Uh, nail art hack. Oh, nail, nail art. And they, they basically have put Aquafresh toothpaste the striped Aquafresh toothpaste all on, on each nail. <laughs> the picture is really funny, actually. Somebody, uh, the comments, one of them says uh, that actually looks kind of cool, if not a bit sloppy. 
Um, when painting the outside of your house, use a very fine detail brush. Larger brushes are often lower quality and you use far more paint. <laughs> um, get a whole extra glass of juice by slightly tilting the carton. Oh, see, that's where it's measured. All right, I see. Have any trouble opening a soda bottle? Hold it upside down whilst you open it. This will force all the gases away from the neck of the bottle. It'll be much easier to open. (laughs) (coughs) Use frozen vegetables when you run out of ice. And the picture is a looks like a glass of water with a bunch of broccoli, frozen broccoli in it. That's not too bad. You get your veggies that that that, that way. Um, now, for an actual hack, a life hack, the first comment is: Now you can actually do this with frozen grapes for wine. Oh. Hey, are you on a budget? Throw it in a microwave and you won't even tell the difference. Use Post-Its to replace your cheese. That's what they're saying. <laughs> they have an orange Post-It that's been put in the microwave and on top of a piece of bread. <laughs> except, oh, then so the first comment is, except Post-It notes are more expensive than some cheeses. That's true. You can get cheese cheap. Uh, To make your phone, to make sure your phone is nice and clean, microwave it for 30 seconds in the morning and get rid of all the bad bacteria that might have gotten on it during the night. These, by the way, are bad life hacks. Don't try any of this. Don't try any of this. This is all jokes. You don't want to microwave your phone. Does that rice thing work? It does. It does, huh? Have you ever had it? Have you ever done it? Uh, my girlfriend did. She Would uh, she drop her phone in the toilet? Yes. <laughs> well, that's the most common. That's the most common way that you know that phones yeah. get wet. People drop them in the toilet. Yeah, it dropped in the toilet. So she immediately ran and threw it in a jar of rice, and it worked. It worked. Well, here's the thing. I mean, that was a bigger. That was going to be a more common thing. I don't know. Maybe. 10 years ago now. Um, but most phones that you have, like I once, I was uh, getting into my car. It had just rained and um, my car was parked next to a huge puddle and I had my phone in my hand. I can't remember why. And I dropped it into a massive puddle. Ugh. Like in like, you know, one of those deep puddles yeah, you yeah, get yeah. right by the curb. Yeah, yeah. Massive puddle. And I was rooting around for it for at least, you know, I don't know, 70 seconds. And I pulled it out, and it was really gross, but it was fine. Most phones now um, are built pretty water-resistant. They can handle a certain depth, and they can handle a certain duration. Yeah. Okay, here's another. Are you ready for this life hack? A little tip for you, Tom? Here's a simple and easy way to lose weight fast. You can lose a ton of weight just by weighing yourself while you're sitting on the toilet. (laughs) it's childish it's churlish Churlish. insubordinate and churlish (laughs) 
Every line in substitute teacher sketches are funny. Oh, jeez. Uh, when let's see, use this when you want your PC to go even faster. And it's a uh, it's a grill. I don't quite get that one. Never lose your keys again. <laughs> Never lose your keys again. Okay, it's the it's a visual, but someone put a keychain through their nose ring. <laughs> and they're opening the door with their nose. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, guys with those earrings gauges? You know, you know those types of Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, someone thought someone had a really big set of gauges in their earlobes and they took a gym lock, you know, like a master lock. Yeah, yeah. Ran up behind them. Oh click, no. Click. Yeah, and then just Left just ran ran with the key. So this kid's like walking lopsided with with a master lock on the side of his head. Did he ever get it off? Yeah, yeah. They had to go to the shop class, and the teacher had to like because you can most of those locks you can bust. Yeah, by yeah tapping him with a hammer at the bottom. Right. But he's sitting there with his head on the that's on hilarious the table, just getting a hammer hit into a that's right, right near his ear too. So yeah. it's super loud. That's, that's pretty funny. That's a terrible practical oh, joke so mean but we were all yeah of course wetting ourselves because you were a teenager yeah how about this fire extinguishers can be fire extinguishers can be damaged so keep it in a safe high place that's out of reach so it'll be ready when you need it <laughs> and the picture is a woman trying to reach up <laughs> and it's right near the ceiling <laughs> never slip in the winter anymore by piercing screwdrivers through your car wheels. <laughs> Genius stuff. Genius. And then finally, inform an officer you are carrying a handgun. <laughs> All right. There you go. Those are some stupid life hacks. Um, so, all right. Hey, uh, Mike and Mia Kurz are going to be on on the show tomorrow. To talk about their event this weekend with us featuring Bruce Campbell. And then it's our, it's our bi-weekly visit from uh, the one and only Dan Feinberg of The Hollywood Reporter. All right, that's what's coming up on the show tomorrow.